Hello, and welcome to the Game Over Screen, a podcast on the Merc, a podcast on the Merc with Movie Blog Podcast Network, if I can say that mouthful. Uh, it is a podcast where we talk about video games that we've been playing and video game news. I am one of your hosts, Sean, and I'm joined, as always, by my fellow co-hosts. Starting off with Tyler. Tyler, how's it going? Hey, it's me, Tyler. <laughs> it's a you, Mario. Um, and as always, joined by Brendan. Hey, Brendan. Hey, How's it going? How about yourself? Not bad. Good, good, good. I say that as if this is the first time we've talked to each other today. And spoiler alert, it's not. Uh, I kind of have started to build out the show a little bit with segments in my head at least, right? So first of all, we're going to start off the show. We're going to try to start off the show each week until Tyler gets tired of it with Tyler's Animal Crossing report. So Tyler, (laughs) what can you tell us about the world of Animal Crossing for this week? Well, until I get sick of... Animal Crossing because it stresses me out because I have no money in that game. <laughs> uh, you know, it's going all right. I just got a new villager in my, uh, island. I don't know why I spaced on that word. <laughs> uh, so now I kind of have the Power Rangers all, all lined up. I think here's there a, you go. There you here's go. A screenshot. Oh, you got a screenshot? Their, their houses all lined up. Oh. <laughs> That's and great. then three of them talking to each other. The other ones was moving in that day, so they didn't get to join along. And oh, okay. the happy coincidence that they all were hanging out. <laughs> but uh, it's fun. Uh, as far as turnips go, uh, I got fucked again. As <laughs> usual, uh, I bought them at like ninety nine and had to sell them at one twenty five because my prices were bad. Not much of a profit, but one anyways. Been uh, remodeling my island, got some major stuff done. Need to find like a sidewalk pattern, and then I can start moving these buildings around. Other than that, that's about it. My friends are now giving me charity money because they feel bad for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty uh, good. That's that's about as far as Animal Crossing goes. All right. Well, that was Tyler's Animal Crossing report. The next new segment that I've thought up is Brendan and I are back in 100% on Destiny. We played a lot of it. So I think we're going <laughs> to. Yeah. Instead of uh, waiting to talk about it until like what we played this week, I think after the Animal Crossing report, we're going to do a Destiny rundown. Sure. And I just, we're just going to give you guys an update on Destiny because we are. This was week two of the season of Arrivals, the last season in year three and the season. Right before the kind of preseason to Beyond Light, which launches in September. How was your week in Destiny, Brendan? It, you know, it's been pretty good. Um, I'm apparently lacking in every respect of leveling up because you and everyone else that we play with are just soaring through the levels. And I'm just kind of like, oh, I just hit 1030 today. And you guys are already like 1040 plus. And I'm like, well, that's I just fun. hit 1040 today on my Hunter. Uh, I, I can go to my Destiny 2 app by Bungie. No and, longer by um, No, no longer by Activision. It depends on what gear I'm wearing, but I can get my uh, I can get my Hunter up to 1040. Okay. Um, yeah, so I can get my Warlock. Not my. Yeah. yeah, I can get him. I can get him up to pretty good numbers. Is the point? Yeah, my my Titan is 1032 right now. I got to that today. And I haven't done any of the weeklies or anything. I just traded weapons and I got the season pass armor, and my hunter's already ten twenty three. 
God damn. Have you done everything on your uh, Titan for this week? Uh, the only things I have not done, one of them I can't do. It's because the Nightmare Hunts for Eris on the moon, uh, there's yeah. one of them. If you complete it on the Master difficulty, yeah. it gives like you 1080, I think, right? Yeah, I think it gives you Pinnacle oh. here. Uh, yeah. But you have to be 1080 for it, and I am 50 levels below that, so I'm not even yeah, going to try yeah. it. Um, 48 to be exact. But um, there's that. And then, uh, let's see, what else? Uh, I have to do Banshee's bounties, but his bounties kind of blow. Um, but you gotta do them still. You gotta do. Yeah, them, I gotta oh, complete yeah. eight. Of, I know I gotta complete eight of them. Um, I finished all my Gambit bounties and my Vanguard bounties. I already did my Crucible ones. Uh, pretty much. I think like the only way to, or the only things I need, really, are just that. Then there's some quest there's two things on the moon i have one of them i'm not really sure what exactly it is that i have to do for eris but it says it'll give me i think powerful or is it find is it the memory stuff i have no idea i don't know probably is because if i I didn't finish that you definitely didn't finish that yeah i don't know um so i think it's just that oh and then well there's trials but i'm not doing trials yeah we're not doing trials no um yeah trials the other game modes in Crucible, it's like Team Scorched or whatever. It's like play four rounds of that. Yeah, dude, come on, you gotta look. We gotta get into the new dungeon, man. We gotta get oh, in. Yeah, I know, I know. And then I also have to finish the Flashpoint on uh, IO, which I I'm have, at like twenty three percent for. I've done pretty much everything on my uh, on my on my Hunter. The only things I've not done is I have not done the Master Mode uh, Nightmare Hunt, like you brought up, because mm-hmm. I'm only ten forty. Yeah. I have not done the Nightfall yet. That might be it. I think I've done everything. Yeah, I've done the Nightfalls. The only thing, yeah, I've done the Nightfall. The only thing I haven't done on it is um, the hundred thousand score. Hundred thousand, yeah. Which we got close. I know we've gotten close a few times, but I never actually. We're bad at the game. Got it, yeah. We did another uh, pit run this week. Pit of Heresy, the uh, dungeon from uh, Forsaken, the last dungeon before this new one that just came out. Uh, Hey, hey, Brendan, how'd the Pit of Heresy run go this week? phenomenal yeah i'm sure you had a whole lot of fun didn't you i did now tyler um brendan plays a titan in destiny so what brendan can do is if he runs really fast for an extended period of time he can use something called a shoulder charge which makes him like yeet like 10 feet forward what it is it's a class ability it's it's a melee ability so basically if you run for about for a few seconds, you'll see sort of this, it's almost like wind blowing back on your screen, sort of like a charge-up ability. And then if you hit mm-hmm. the melee button, button, what it does is, depending on the different subclasses you're playing, it's a different sort of shoulder charge ability. It's a class ability. Um, so, you know, if you're running the Void subclass, with the Void subclass, you have a shield, so it's like a big shield bash. So you can be like Captain America, you know, just bash into somebody with your shield. If you're doing the Arc it's a giant shoulder charge where basically you slam into somebody and just kind of zap them to death. Or if you do the solar subclass, which is what I use, it's, um, I forget the name of it. I think it's called like seismic strike or something. You basically, you get this flaming hammer that you can punch people with and it's pretty fun. <laughs> and what's nice is back. that it knocks yeah. them back really far. Yeah. If, on the enemies, it'll kill them. But what's funny is that when you do strikes and stuff like that, or dungeons in this case, uh, there is, uh, like, collision with your teammates. So, like, you can bump into them and knock them off the edge or, I don't know, shoulder charge them off the edge. Who knows? It's 
It's it's really a a fun experience. Yeah. Talk, what would you say? We were in Pitt Heresy for about an hour, would you say? Probably how long we took. About, about, an, about hour, an hour, ten minutes. Anytime we were not actively engaged in a fight, Brendan was just running behind uh, our friend and me and shoulder charging into us, knocking us off the edge. It was pretty great. There was one time where we got him to do a jump first so that he wouldn't knock into us as we were trying to do the jump. He did the jump. We followed. He turned around midair and shoulder charged back <laughs> into us and and sent us flying into the abyss. You are an evil, evil man, Brendan. What can I say? Man's Sorry. Gotta do what a man's got to do. No, I don't need to apologize. We, it made it more fun. It did. It was a very fun run. But we we literally, like, instead of, you know, planning for the final boss fight, we just ran in and pulled the guy so that Brendan wouldn't have a chance to knock us off the edge before we got started. Like, it was great. Um, It was a lot of fun. But yeah, Destiny's still progressing well. I'm not tired of it yet, so that's Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I've been, yeah, I've been getting back into it. Or, well, I am back into it. Um, (laughs) Next week, uh, Next week is week three. Next week is um, the event will update once more. We will get a third boss, a different boss, because as I don't know if you've noticed when doing the, uh, yes. the, yes. the seasonal event, we had a different boss this week. We'll have a third boss this week. Uh, we're kind of theorizing what's going to happen. Um, what, our, what a friend of ours and I was saying was that we kind of thought, because the first week it was in one area of IO. The second week it moved kind of down south to another area of IO. I think it's going to go up to the Scar on IO. You know what I'm talking about, Brendan? The kind of northern yeah, yeah, yeah. area. Yeah, I think it's, yeah. it's been moving, yeah. So I think that's the best bet. That's kind of the last area that I think it could move to. Uh, but I, I think that's. I think it's going to move up there. I think we're going to have one more boss fight. And then I think that'll be it for IO and we'll move to Titan. Not next week, but the week after. That's kind of my prediction. As yeah. things ramp up, we're we're coming up on uh, things are going to start happening. The darkness is here; they're on our doorstep. We're kind of just having little skirmishes with them on IO, yeah. but they're going to start messing things up. Uh, we don't have Rasputin. We don't have our big robot boy that has access to millions of nukes. So we're fucked. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is the Destiny Rundown. The next thing on the list is if all three of us play a game, all right, this is, I want to talk about that game before we get into the, like, what we played section. I want to talk about that game first, and I think all three of us did play a game this week because the Isle of Armor DLC launched for Pokemon Sword and Shield. I'm pretty sure all of us have played it. That's true. You've played it? Yes. Has everybody yet? Yeah, I, I I got my shield expansion pass for my copy of Sword. Good, good. Uh, uh, has everybody at least beaten uh uh the kind of ma- what I would call the main story? So like you've you've gotten Kubfu and you've beaten your rival. Has everybody gotten to that part? Yeah, I beat I, I, yeah, Kubfu I and got my rival, and I've I've evolved in <laughs> the Tower of Darkness. You okay? See, Kubfu. I haven't done. I have you got yeah, your I, arrival. I, yeah, yeah, that's right. I beat blood. Uh, I beat Cub Fu Bloody. Um, no, I did not do that. Um, we don't. Not Paul. No. <laughs> um. No. Yeah. So I have. I have yet to evolve, just because I don't. Neither know have I. Which one I want to do. I do know the difference between the two, and there's not really a whole heck of a lot. 
it's just more depending on what you want. Um, but I, uh, yes, I have gotten to that point. So, oh, okay, so, so, he, so yeah. I'm the farthest of you. Of yes. Yes. I mean, I'm at the point right now where basically I just have to pick a tower and do it. Yeah. And I've just been going back and forth debating between which one I want to do. I'm uh, at the part where I need to build Cub Fu's friendship. Oh, it's okay. very simple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, okay, so we're going to talk spoilers up until that point is what why I wanted to go ahead. So sure. we're going to, if you guys have not yet gone through the kind of the story leading up to getting Cub Fu, um, go sorry. Away. Yeah, go away. You're not missing much. You're not missing much. I, what do you think of the story, Tyler, leading up to then? Uh, I've never been like a Pokemon story kind of dude. I just like having the animals fight each other. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's it's fine. I mean, I like I'm I'm a sword boy right now. Yep. Uh, so uh, I like Clara. Uh, maybe she's my you type lucky of girl. Bastards, you lucky bastards! I got stuck with that weird fucking dude. What was Avery? Avery. Avery. Oh my god! I hate him. <laughs> I've never hated somebody more than I hate Avery in my like. I, I oh my god, I hate Avery. Let me send you a picture of Avery, Brendan. Hold on. Here is this fucking dork, this absolute dork. loser. I mean, holy crap! You know who Avery oh looks god, like? God, that's horrible. Avery oh, looks really? like I don't know if any of you have ever played this game. It's sort of a weeb game. Uh, okay. It's called uh, Zero Escape Virtue's Last Reward. Uh, I've heard of it, I've never played it. It's an escape room game. Oh, okay. Avery looks like a character in that game named Dio. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dio. (laughs) Tell me, tell me I didn't get screwed playing S.H.I.E.L.D. Look at the two rivals, alright? Look at the two rivals. (laughs) I got Avery? Really? I told me I didn't get screwed. I told you from day one, I was like, hey, oh, I was like, I got sword. Because everybody I knew, except for, like, one of my other friends got S.H.I.E.L.D. And the main reason why everybody's like, oh, because I went Galarian Ponyta. And I was like, watch, you guys are going to get screwed. And, hey, I guess uh, See, I was right. I pick, I pick my Pokemon game uh, based on Thirst and, and the box Pokemon. That's usually <laughs> yeah. how it goes. Yep. So I wanted yep. the Sword Dog because a dog with a sword is cool. Yeah, like yeah. Sif from Dark yeah. Souls. Yes, there you go. Great Wolf Sif, of course. And also, I saw B, the uh, ground, no, she's Earth or something. Fighting. The trainer. Fighting. That's That's, right. that's horrifying. <laughs> I don't want to see that. The fighting trainer. And I was like, hell yeah, she's cute. I want to play that one. And so I got it. There you go. But I mean, I also own S.H.I.E.L.D. now, of course. So uh, I know. But if I would have known Melanie was in S.H.I.E.L.D., I probably would have reconsidered. <laughs> but they did get screwed in the end, so it's fine. Yeah. I got I mean, John, yeah, John pulled the ultra flex move and he just got both. Yeah. 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 I own um, both. And I have the expansion pass, so I'll go back and I'll see what Avery's about. Avery's the absolute worst. I cannot explain <laughs> to you. Avery, so, from day, from the moment you meet him, is just like, oh, that's uh, a guy? you wouldn't even. Yes. Yes, that is a guy. Uh, he's like, you wouldn't want to be here anyways. Go away. And he just runs off. And he's like, Okay, so did did the did the did the Clara. I don't know the, the waifu girl did she uh did did she also get kind of reprimanded at the end of the story? Yes. Okay, so she's kind of an asshole too. 
Wait, so Claire, she's a poison type, is what she is. That's the damage that she does. So That's what rough. she does. So what she does is when you go to do your Dynamax battle, if you pay attention, like when you go out at first, I mean, she says what she did, but you see it like, like these little like kind of purple glowing like triangles. Yeah. What she they kind of glow when she smiles right before the battle. Yeah, what she did is she put these toxic spikes out on the field. So when you throw your first Pokemon out, it immediately puts you at a disadvantage because you get. Your Pokemon gets poisoned, but also I countered it because I just swapped out a Pokemon, and it didn't. So I just had one po- Pokemon that was poisoned. Really? It it hit every Pokemon I put out. Really? For me, it didn't. I threw out my Cinderace at first, and I then think, I was like, okay. I think there was the one Pokemon that uh, I put out that didn't get affected, but at the end, it didn't matter because I one-shot her whole team. I know, me too. <laughs> At first, I was a little worried because I just went out the gate Dynamaxed, and then I was like, wait, maybe that was a little too aggressive. No, I just one-shot everything. <laughs> okay, all right. So, Avery sucks. Clara is uh, bait. Um, Clara's like, Clara's like, uh, like two-faced, kind of. Yeah. She, she's very weird. Uh, Avery doesn't have two faces. He only has one, and it's asshole. Uh <laughs> He's the worst. Uh, I hate Avery. I was like, I miss Hop. Like, that's where we got to, right? Is <laughs> I was like, where's a Hop? Can we bring Hop back? Um, well, uh, you'll see him. Oh, okay. So I, I guess he comes back later. Uh, I haven't done that yet. But uh, I have found all 150 Diglets. Nice. I found, I think, like, 12. <laughs> I found about, I want to say, like, 91. Alright, alright. Um, so you kind of already know what the rewards are for them. Yeah, they're Alolan Pokemon. Yeah, so Brendan, if you go and you find the uh, 150 Alolan Diglets, every, when, at, at certain milestones, mm. uh, the guy who you're getting them for will give you an Alolan Pokemon. Oh, okay. Which one? Yeah. Which ones do you get? Uh, oh god. Uh, Diglet Quest Sword and shield. Let's see. I know you get uh, Lola Marowak, you get uh, Exe- Executor. Oh, nice. I know you get a Rowlet, I believe. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah. I got a Litten. You oh, got a Litten? Nice. Also, I got a Litten, not a Rowlet. Shield might give you a Litten. Yeah, that might be what it is. Oh. Here it is. Um, it's. Oh! Oh, I see what it is. Okay. So, uh, you get. First, you get a Lola Meowth. Then a Canto, a Canto Slowpoke, mm-hmm. then a Lolan Vulpix, a Lolan Sandshrew, a Lolan Raichu, a Lolan Marowak, a Lolan Executor, and then depending on which starter you chose, you get the same uh, type a Lolan starter. So since I chose oh, Tora Bunny, I got Litten. Oh, nice! Okay, Tora Cat. That's sick. So, yeah, I'll get a Litten as well then. And then once you've collected oh, okay. all of the Diglets, you get an Alolan Diglet. Yeah, my friend was so mad about that. I was listening to him uh, collect them all in a call, which makes sense why he got a rally now because he picked Grookey, the least picked of the three. Yeah, because something I was um like something I've told Sean about before, and I've talked to one of my friends who's like a complete Pokemon whiz. He knows literally everything there is. It's basically like Nintendo and whatnot, and the Pokemon crew. What they kind of do is they base the popularity of games based off of how many, like, what percentage of people choose starters. And I think it was, is it Gen 2 that has Chikorita or is that Gen 3? 
I don't remember which. Anyway, they say that's probably the least favorite game amongst all of them because basically no one chose Chikorita because if you looked at like the numbers of people who were like, hey, I chose, you know, um, like everybody chose the other two. Yeah, Chikorita is <laughs> Gen 3 because I believe... Oh, Gen 3, okay. I believe Gen 2 is Sin- Cyndaquil. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, and then that's... Yeah, I, I don't remember. I always mix those two up. But it's it's just funny because people always are like, oh hey, um, you know they just base it off of that. And from what I've seen, a lot of people chose Score Bunny, and I like everybody that I know that has played Sword and Shield chose Score Bunny. I don't know anybody that that chose Sobble or Grookey, like at all. Yeah, I think mm, I know my friend chose Grookey. I don't know any of my friends who chose Sobble except for me when I played Shield, but mm. I don't know. Because so, in my in my friend group, uh, two of us bought Sword and two of us bought Shield. That's just kind of okay. how it turned out. Yeah, out of out of my friend group, or all my friends that played Sean, one and two of my other friends got Shield. I got Sword, and then one of my other friends got Sword. He played it for like five seconds. And then stopped playing and hasn't picked it up since. So everybody that I know is pretty much on shield. And that's okay. Oh, what? Uh, okay. So I, I want to say, just, I want to give, I want each of us to go through and give our general thoughts on the uh, DLC. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, the, I think it's fantastic. Uh, I thought it was just absolutely fantastic. I, I, on the wild area alone, the new map alone makes it worth it for me. I hope this is what Gen 9 looks like. Uh, it ran so much better than the wild area in Sword and Shield, the base game. It, Even like, when you uh, went online? When I went online, it ran about how Sword and Shield ran without normally? online okay. normally. Right, so it did lag down a bit when I played online, but even with that, that lag was the amount of lag I had just normally playing in the wild area. Uh, so I ran it ran perfectly fine for me. I didn't have any troubles if I was disconnected from the internet. Uh, it had such a variety of locations. It, I mean, there's like uh, there's the fields, there's a desert, there's a bunch of caves, there's a bunch of ocean area, a lot more ocean area than I thought there was going to be for you to explore. Yeah. There's kind of a little lake you can go to. There is a marsh and a forest. And the forest is also a lot bigger than I thought based off the map. Or at least it feels a lot bigger than I thought it would. Um, it just, it it feels massive. This it does wild feel, area. It, does feel, it feels a lot bigger than the normal wild area. And that's pretty big in its own too. And if you think about it, like, because if we're thinking about it, 30 bucks for the expansion, right? For two DLC, two new wild areas, because DLC 2 is going to have another wild area like this, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, I feel like if you took the wild area from this map, multiplied it by four, you'd get a full Pokemon game. <laughs> oh, probably. You yeah. know? Because if you, if you, you know, if we're breaking it down by, like, this is a oversimplification of the process. But if we're saying that this wild area costs $15 and four of these put together would be $60, which would be the full price of a game. I would totally take four of these put together to make gen nine. I, I just, I love it. I took a great picture for, um, Brendan, Brendan, uh, 
I just went out onto one of the islands and got a side view of the uh, of the of the main island and took a picture of it because I just thought it looked so good. Uh, and also, we we're going to talk about this something that came back that I was really happy about. Sadly, I got it spoiled for me, but Brendan, I don't think you did. Mm. Uh, following Pokemon is back. That is you, true. Once you, once you get your cub through, following following Pokemon is brought back to the island. I was hoping it would be also in Sword and Shield in the main game, but you can only do it while on the island. Maybe with the next expansion pass, you'll be able to do it all over. I'd really like that, Game Freak, please. But uh, Game Freak, please. I took a picture of the entire island from the sea, and it was after I'd gotten Pokemon following me, so I had uh, one of my Pokemon following me, but I didn't want to spoil that for Brendan. So I lined up the camera <laughs> so that my character was blocking the Pokemon, and then I waited for the clouds to come over so that it would block out the Pokemon's extra shadow, and then took the screenshot. So Brendan wouldn't be able to see that following Pokemon are back. Uh, I went through a lot of work for you. Uh Oh, I know. Yeah, he was he was explaining to me earlier, Tyler, about this whole process that he went through just to like. It's like, yeah, I didn't want to spoil it, so he's like, he's like, I had to time it, um, like perfectly to where it's like you wouldn't see the shadow of the Pokemon behind me and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's just this whole long process that he went through just just so that way, yeah, just so that way there would be no chance of spoiling. And I appreciate it. Thank you. For me, I'd say this honestly. Honestly, if we're going out of five, right? We're doing out of five. I would give this expansion like a 3.5 or 4 out of five. I feel like the story was – look, I hate Avery more than I've ever hated any uh, rival ever. And it brings down the score a whole point by itself. And – I I don't know. I really, really, really loved it. So it's probably closer to a four, to be frank, out of five for this DLC alone. And there's a whole another one coming in the fall. So that's crazy to me. Uh, Brendan, I'm going to throw it to you. Overall, what do you think of this DLC? I actually, I really enjoy it a lot, actually. When I first started, it's funny because with this, like, with this expansion... I did the opposite of what I did with the main game, which was in the main game, I pretty much just went through and I did the whole story. I didn't really do much exploring. I I mean, I there'd be times where I'd just kind of, I guess, dabble around and be like, you know what, I'm going to try and shiny farm for this. But then I'm like, you know what, I don't have three days to do that. Um, So I was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm just going to keep going through and doing the story. But as soon as I got to the Isle of Armor, I just immediately started exploring. It's like, I want to see what's what. I, I just want to kind of see what everything is and just go around and whatnot. I, the first thing that caught my eye was the massive whale lord that was yeah. up there. So I went out, caught it. Yeah, um, that was awesome. That was so cool. I was really surprised at the amount of Gen 4 Pokemon that I was seeing. Because the first thing that I encountered besides the uh, the Slowpokes were a bunch of Benary and yeah. uh, the Scorpies. And I was like, wait a minute. Have you gotten okay. a Shinx yet? I have not gotten Shinx yet. I've yet to see one. Um, I I was on a pretty good streak. I was crit capping like almost everything I caught when I first started playing. Um, I do like, and I don't know if you guys noticed, but when you're out in, like if you're like riding around out on the water, the sharp uh, the sharp oh, yeah. that chase you. I thought oh that was pretty God. cool. 
Those are the scariest things yeah, ever in a Pokemon just, game. <laughs> the first one scared the hell out of me because I'm just going around. I just hear like, you know, you just hear the water like, shh. And I'm like, is there someone running a sink or something? Because <laughs> I have my headphones in and I just turned the camera around because I was playing on my monitor. And all of a sudden, there it is. I'm like, what the hell is that? And then I saw, go, go, you know, go, go, go. Yeah, and then I saw, I was like, and I just started laughing because I'm like, that's actually pretty cool. <laughs> um. No, so overall, I actually, I've really been enjoying it. Um, I do find it kind of funny because if you, if you want to get like super, I guess, technical with everything, this entire story and you go into the dojo and whatnot happened because you got mistaken for someone else. <laughs> because that poor guy was like, I don't want to go outside at the train station. So you're just like, well, okay, I guess I'll yeah. go. So um, that guy was so scared of your rival that you ended up taking the entire story away from him. <laughs> Exactly, because now I'm just sitting here thinking, I'm like, well, damn, like, could you imagine, you know, could you imagine what he could have done if he was in that position? But no, I guess we'll never know. Um, No, but overall, I've actually really enjoyed it. I really like the layout of the Isle of Armor. I like all the different areas that you have. You know, you've got, um, like, you know, the, the wetlands, you've got the desert, you've got the caves, you've got all sorts of this big stuff. And I really like it. Um. Clara, she was interesting. She she reminded me. She she was very weird. Just kind of like because you know she'd be in the middle of talking, and I don't know if Avery did this, but then they'd like turn around and then like do a side dialogue to themselves, and then your character would just be looking at them like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" And then they just turn around and be like, "I hate you," and then run away. <laughs> um, I do agree. Yeah, the story was it was okay. I guess it was a little bland, in my opinion. I was just, you know, and I also just from a different perspective, I felt, I felt kind of bad because all these kids are in there like, oh, we're going to become like masters at this dojo. And then you just roll in stunting on everyone because you're like, hey, I'm the champion of the Gala region. Oh, you idiots couldn't find three mushrooms. <laughs> well, first try. And the, the dojo, yeah, you know, it's... Mustard literally told me where they were while you guys ran all over the place trying to find them. Also, also, what is this stuff with them being like, yeah, the champion Leon. Bitch, I am your champion. That's what he exactly, is not your champion. Exactly I've, I've right. already beaten him. Yeah, That's exactly what I was saying because... Mustard was like, oh, I haven't seen someone this impressive since Leon. I was like, well, he must. I said, well, Leon's not that impressive. I wiped the floor with him. I am your god now. <laughs> maybe maybe you can access the DLC before you beat him. You can. You can access the DLC as soon as you hit the wild area. Oh, nice. Uh, as soon okay. so once as soon as you hit the wild area for the first time, you can go to the Isle of Armor. Well, that's cool. Wow. Uh, no, so, but um. Yes. I guess to kind of wrap up my review, if you will. Overall, I'd probably give it like, I'd say like 4 or 4.5 out of 5. I wouldn't give it like a solid 5 just because, you know, like I said, the story was a little lackluster in my opinion. Um, But I did notice, you know, that it ran a lot better than the normal wild area. Like you said, I haven't tried it online yet. Um, But I mean, I, I did notice that it did run a lot smoother than the normal wild area did. Um... I also feel as if this wild area has more of a variety in the Pokemon that you can find in it as opposed to the okay, standard yeah, wild yeah. area. Just yeah. because, like, you know, it's like if you're going around in certain areas, like, uh, I forget the name of the area, but it's where that, like, old abandoned tower is. 
that's where you're going to find like every time I've ever gone there when I play, no matter what time of the day it is or whatever, it's always dust skulls and drift loons. And then if you go down into the woods right next to it, if it's snowing, it's just a bunch of deli bird. If it's not, I, I don't remember now, but it's always kind of like the same thing in the main wild area. But when I was going through doing this, like I was going through and at one point I was in the forest, I found a Pikachu. I found, um, a whole bunch of other Pokemon, and then out of nowhere, like a Tangela spawned, and then the Tangela despawned, and then a Tangrowth spawned. So I was just like, oh, okay. I was like, I thought it was just really cool because I'm like, oh, I feel like, you know, there's a lot more variety to it than the normal wild area has. But yeah, so overall, yeah. I'd probably say like 4.5 out of 5. Tyler, what did you think of it? Uh, I like it. Uh, story again, not not much to write home about, but I don't really yeah. care about that, so it's right. you know, my, not really a problem for me. Uh, I like all the new Pokemon they've added. Sometimes it's yeah. hard to remember if they were in the base game or not. So every time I see something I don't remember, I have to go check the Pokedex and yeah. see if I've if I have it or not. But I'm I'm about 165 out of the 201 or so that are there. Okay. Uh, so catch Captain Jiglets is is uh fun and tedious to some extent. Yeah. Sometimes it feels like I've checked this area six times and now you spawn. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah. uh, it's fine. I like Clara. I'll, I'll go back and see how Avery is uh when I open up my other copy. Uh, there's not. Mu- I don't think there's much left for the story for me. So there's there's not much after the tower. Uh, I do like the wild area. Uh, not much to say that you guys haven't, but I do wish there was some kind of like mini map or something. Yes, I, I think that would help. Yeah, I, I get I get lost a little easily, especially in the forest. Yeah, I get turned around pretty quick. The caves are where I normally get lost. In the forest, I kind of like you know, since like I said, when I first started playing, I did a little bit of like exploring just offhand. So I went, I went, I literally walked into the desert i was like oh there's a sandstorm i turned around and i left um but i did um but i did go through and i kind of learned like the route of the forest as i gone through it twice i was like okay i kind of understand where things are but the caves are what mess me up the most and it's also great that you can just go anywhere right yeah you're you're just which is look I you gotta give this props because this is the first Pokemon game or honest like it's DLC to a game but it's the first Pokemon game any ever that has just given you free reign of a map as soon as you load in which has nice. never happened ever it's always very very like Pokemon isn't really an open world game it's a very linear game it has an yeah, open it world has, but you're led yeah, through it yeah it has an open world but like you said no yeah you like you said you're very it it tells it doesn't directly have like a compass or a waypoint that's telling you you need to go here, but in a sense, it's very linear. Like, yeah, you know, if you do not, if you have, if you have not done certain things, you cannot go to certain places. Right, and, or you have, you know, like the instances where it's like, hey, you have to go back to this city, like in Gen yeah. One. It's like you have to go back and get the Pokey Flute, then you have to wake up the Snorlax, or it's like you yeah. have to, you can't get to certain areas until you get like cut or fly or something like that so it's like there are things that prevent you from moving forward but in this in this though none of that you go in you've got free reign of the area immediately and i think that's awesome yeah i i agree i like that a lot 
Sorry, Tyler, if you want to go ahead and finish up what you were saying. Sorry, I just – that came <laughs> oh, to my I'm head. Not, I'm not super uh, a Pokemon guy. I haven't beaten a lot of the games. I don't think I've played a lot of the games because uh, I usually get caught up on catching them and not – then I get kind of burnt out. But I do like seeing some Pokemon and going like, what the fuck is that? I've never <laughs> oh, seen that I've before done, in my I've life. I've done that several times with this new <laughs> – expansion and i've like i've gone through and i'm like what in the hell is that <laughs> also like i just this is in a regular wild area as well but i also like walking up to a pokemon and trying to figure out whether it's going to like pose and dance in front of me or if it's going to start charging at me yeah, yeah. i think at one point uh i don't know this it's a like a bull pokemon it's not taros but it's the other one. Oh yeah um yeah the one with the big was, afro yeah i think i was at a at a like a power spot, and uh, I decided Buffaland. not to. Yeah, Buffaland, yeah. That's it. I decided not to not to engage in the the raid, and I think it just kind of blindsided me from behind. And I was gonna call them, man. They they heard me scream. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, catching them is fun. Uh, quick balls are OP. Oh yes, and I, I have over nine hundred of them, so I'm gonna throw one every battle. There you go. I need to stock up on my Pokeballs. I'm running low. Yeah. Have you guys done any of the upgrades for the shop? I, I've done a few. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, because I, I was, because uh, when I was playing earlier today and like I, I ran past and I was like, oh, okay, what, what's that? So I checked it out. I was like, oh, okay. Did you go, Um, I don't know if you all saw, but did you talk to the, there's that one person right outside the dojo, and you can get a different bike and helmet. Like, yeah, outfit. yeah, yeah. yeah. Which one did you all pick? The dark bike. Same. Uh, maybe I think so. What was the other option? There was like a black one and a white one. Oh, there I, I got went, the black one. Yeah, I went with the black one, and as soon as I like checked it out, I was like, "This thing's freaking sweet." I'm never taking it off. <laughs> yeah, and you go a little faster too. Yeah, I did notice that. All right, but that's it's a good deal. See, I'll, I'll rank it about yeah, yeah about a four point five for fifteen dollars. It's, it's a good deal. Yeah, yeah, I'm very excited for the next one. Uh, we're gonna pivot off of Isle of Armor. We're gonna move into the games that we played this week. So, Brendan, why don't you start us off this week? What games have you played? So, um, besides more obvious things, um, I did play uh, Pokemon, obviously, uh, Pokemon Destiny. Uh, God of War. How's that hey, coming? It's going pretty good. I, I actually really like that game a lot. It's very, excuse me, it's very good. I'm I'm surprised that. Um, I was talking to one of, one of uh Sean and I's friends. Because I was talking to him at work. I was like, "Yeah, I might get a PS5," and you know, he's like, "Oh, cool. I like paying to limit myself." And I was like, "Hey, it's about exclusives. I don't care about that." Um, <laughs> but um. Uh, and I was just telling him, I was like, I'm surprised that for a, you know, a console game, because there are some games that I have noticed, like on PlayStation, that don't run very well. I mean, one of them that just doesn't run well at all is Bloodborne. That game just, yeah. just never, it's poorly optimized. But I'm surprised that, like, for God of War, that the game, it runs beautifully. And the game is just so gorgeous. The worlds are amazing. The, I mean, even small textures or, like, small things, like the runes on the Leviathan X, they look gorgeous like they're you know depending on what color they are if they're like green or blue or whatever they're like a very vibrant color and they look very very good um and the story so far has been pretty cool uh and i've been enjoying it um let's see what else have i done played a match of league the other night that was a mistake as usual 
Yeah, um, I don't know why you do that to yourself. Because <laughs> I have no self-control. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I don't think I've played anything else since. Um, it's just mainly been like a lot of Destiny, um, Pokemon, and I think that's been about it. <laughs> what about you, Tyler? Uh, outside of Animal Crossing and Pokemon, uh, I did play some more Persona 5 Royal. Uh, I I beat the third boss, and now I'm between dungeons, just you know optimizing my my stats and who I spend out who I spend time with that day and all that. So making sure I hit all the the criteria I need for the extra the extra semester of the game. Uh, I did play another game that I won't talk about right now. I'll talk about when it comes up in the news. Uh, but other than that, I did play. While waiting for Pokemon to uh, release, I did start playing Saints Row 4. Oh, nice. On the PS4. Oh, okay. Saints Row 4 is great. I love that game. Yes. I, I, I do like Saints Row 3 and 4 more than the, the first two. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I think that's just when it started coming to its own stride. 4 is just so good. It is. I- have you gotten to the part like uh, there's a part where you're driving, and this has become an inside joke in my uh, with a friend of mine. Oh, when they start yeah. singing and and zooming yeah. in, yeah. But um, Brendan has heard a friend and I, a friend of mine, uh, and I sing that song so many times. We'll just be walking around and we'll go, "You, you got what I need." Yeah. So Saints Row Four is where that joke comes from, Brendan. That yeah. We, uh, okay. I, that we make. Okay. I. It's I a good joke. I didn't know. I just, I mean, I know the song, so I was just like, oh, yeah. I really like the song. Okay. <laughs> but I started playing that. I'm not very far in it, uh, but I've, I've beaten it before. 100% of it on the 360. So okay, awesome. Yeah. Just playing it again for fun while I waited for a yeah. sword, the expansion. Uh, I don't think I played anything else that was relevant. No, I thought about playing Spider Man. I didn't. I thought about playing Mass Effect. I didn't. Uh, so that's it. That's it for me. Uh, okay, I played a couple things that we'll talk about uh, very briefly. Uh, well, one of two of them very briefly, one of them a little bit more. But I continued my New Game Plus playthrough of Spider-Man for the PS4. Uh, really, that was just me swinging around, picking up backpacks, taking pictures. Oh, you haven't got the whole map? No, I've done it before, but I'm on a New Game Plus run. Oh, right. Yeah, right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. okay, I didn't realize yeah. they, those reset in a New Game yeah, Plus. Yeah, everything resets, yeah. except for, like, your your stats and stuff. Um, you don't need... So you don't need the tokens, but, you know, you'll still yeah. have them. But they're still on the map, so... Yeah. I gotta oh. get rid of them. Uh, <laughs> so I've, I've been going through and getting those, and I, I really didn't play it a lot. It was kind of just... Whenever I needed something to do, I was just like... Kind of scratching that itch. Yeah, I just kind of swing around a little bit. Uh, hype myself up a little bit more for Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, I beat the campaign for Borderlands 3. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> uh, no spoilers, because Tyler, I know you haven't beat it yet. No. I haven't played it yet. <laughs> but, wow. I wow. know you weren't you weren't exactly happy with it. Uh... I, I, I know he said, he mentioned that a little bit to me. <laughs> I fucking Brendan was in uh, Discord with some of our friends, was, and I just joined in and went. That was some bullshit. I yeah. just I I'm like, we what are you talking Destiny about? Something. I think it was like two of our other friends we played Destiny with. We were running yeah. like the heresy or something. And Sean just hops in, and we're like, "Oh, hey, Sean." He goes, "That was fucking bullshit." I'm like, <laughs> "What are you talking about?" 
Like Borderlands 3. It was fun. Uh, I, so look, I like a lot of the ideas that they set up in Borderlands 3. And I think it, it, it does. Borderlands 3 is hurt by the ending of Borderlands 2 because Borderlands 2 sets up Borderlands 3 to be a much bigger game. But really, the lore of the Borderlands series has never been, let's say, deep. Um, yeah. So they have a lot of fleshing out to do in Borderlands 3. And all of the concepts that they introduce I really like, but it's very backloaded. A lot of the a lot of it is at the very end of the game when you go to the last planet. And I just was not a fan of that. And then I thought the ending was very uh there is a there is a song that plays at the end of the game that I found very insensitive to the events of what had happened right before. And that is all that I will say. Is that something happens and then they play a song and I was like, What the fuck? What are you what are you doing right now? Um I recommend beating it. Uh <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna yeah, beat it. It doesn't sound like you want I, to I, I never had high hopes for the story. Uh, the gameplay still good. Yeah, good up until the end. Because uh, I know, uh, like we talked about in uh, the Bros Discord, it is hard to follow up on Handsome Jack. That's yes, that's crazy hard. He was so good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I will say, with what they end up setting up at the end about the Calypso twins, I think they could have been really good villains if handled better. Yeah. Uh, because they set up some cool stuff at the end that I don't want to spoil, but it, it gets cool at the end. But the problem is, it gets cool at the end. You know? <laughs> uh, Brandon, but, we have to play Borderlands. Yeah, so I don't know. We might have mentioned this before, Tyler, but... We've mentioned it. We don't need to go back into that. But we have okay. them. We just need to get into Yeah, no, no. Well, we have them. We started playing through one, and then one of our friends that we were playing with would just scoop up all the loot, and then would just get to the point where he would get in, like, the vehicles, and then we would just spend it, like, blowing each other up and running each other over. So it never... Running each other over. It was mainly me. <laughs> I was uh, trying to be nice. Um, But... <laughs> I, I do want to hear, Tyler, I do want to hear... Uh, uh, what did you think of Borderlands 3 of what you played of it? Uh, so far, I like it. Uh, I mean, there's some story stuff that I haven't really paid attention to. Uh, just because me and my friends blew through the first game real fast. And uh, I haven't played the second one in so long. But uh, I think it's all right. Again, I like it mechanic mechanically. I think all the the mechanics are good, especially uh, some of the quality of life stuff they added. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, however it ends, hopefully I have fun. <laughs> yeah, I would 100% agree that uh, gameplay-wise, it's an improvement on 2. Uh, I would say that, at least. I think that the actual gunplay is better, and I think it was a bunch of fun to play through, and I enjoyed all of the actual playing. It's just the story of it was... Wow. Um, the only thing I find weird about it is their decision not to add any extra playable characters. Yeah, that's weird. They haven't done anything yet. I assume they're still going to. I would hope so. But I will say that uh, I have not started any of the DLC yet. I was working on side quests that I had not yet finished when the game that I'm about to talk about came out. So I will get back to Borderlands 3 at some point, and I will play the DLC. I might not 100% the game like I was intending on doing, but... I'll definitely go back and do the DLC at least. But the next game launched today, probably one of the most highly anticipated games uh, in a long time. The Last of Us Part 2. 
I started that up today. I played for about four and a half hours. My save, I think, is about four and a half hours into the game from when I stopped playing. And I guess I was writing down some notes about stuff that I liked and stuff that I, you know, I don't think I had anything that I disliked so far, but there was definitely stuff that I thought was a little messy. Um, not super polished. And I want to hit those really quick. Just uh, the movement, it, it's still stiff in a way that I can only describe as Naughty Dog-esque. Mm-hmm. Naughty Dog just has a problem with movement. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it's a problem. I think some people would say they enjoy it. But there's definitely a feeling to the way that a Naughty Dog game controls, and it still feels like a Naughty Dog game. Uh, I think it controls better than The Last of Us Part 1, which is why I wouldn't say it's a negative per se. But I do think that Naughty Dog's... I think it's some rough edges, at least. At the very least, it's a rough edge that the movement oh, yeah. is pretty stiff. Um, in combat, character models are their characters are good in combat, but when they're idling, they're very stiff. They kind of just lean up against a wall or something and don't do anything. Like, Man. there's no facial movements or anything. There's no They just kind of idle in one position and it looks a little weird. So those are the only kind of rough around the edges things that I, um, that I wrote down. For the stuff that I did, positive side, uh, the lighting is absolutely incredible. Just, it looks so so good and not only does it look so so good but it runs very well as as well my mm -hmm. uh my playstation sounds like a jet engine taking off while i'm playing <laughs> but even with even with that i mean i wouldn't say that it's a stable 60 but it's pretty close throughout all gameplay that i've played so far uh and i'm playing uh 4k hdr on my um on my on my monitor so i mean running very good running very stable uh and while i said that the characters are a little stiff in gameplay the cutscenes are fan fucking tastic <laughs> i forget that i'm playing a video game i feel like i'm watching a movie uh the character models and cutscenes the way their faces move it looks so good. And the cutscenes are running at what I, I'm pretty sure they're running at 60 FPS. Oh, that's good. So it moves very fluidly. Uh, I like the new characters. I like Jesse and I like Dina, who are two of the new characters that I've been introduced to. Mm -hmm. uh, you can pet a dog at one point. You can. I've seen that. You can pet a dog. Oh, uh, it's the best game of all time, then. Yes. There's also yeah. an adorable section early on. That it's kind of like intended. It's like intended to show you some of the shooting mechanics where you get into a snowball fight with some of the kids from Jackson, the town that you start in. Uh, and I guess I'm 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 not going into spoilers, but I wanted I, I pulled out a couple like non spoiler moments that I wanted to uh, talk about because uh, I thought that they were very good. I thought that the beginning of the game, while well, the beginning of Last of Us Part One, which it's been out for a long time, so I will spoil that about 15 minutes into the game, something absolutely tragic happens. Um, they hit you very quickly in The Last of Us Part 1 with something. Yeah. I don't want to go into details about The Last of Us Part 2. Obviously, it's not going to be a happy game, and tragic stuff does happen, but they build more to it. It's not an immediate in-your-face, this is the world you're in. Yeah. I played for probably two hours before i got to the big moment that i would say is equivalent to the moment 
in the beginning of the last of us part one now did you don't don't say anything to spoil yeah. but i, I don't know what happens do do you think it makes sense yeah no i thought it made sense well i mean i don't think all the information has been given to us yet i don't know why it happened but from what was said i feel like they're probably gonna tell me okay uh, I would hope so. At least they would tell me what happened. Like, like I, I, I thought it made sense. Fine. Um, the tragic moment. Uh, I was not spoiled on it. In fact, I was the opposite of spoiled on it, where I did not think it was going to happen. Uh, it was something that I had thought was going to happen after the first trailer, but I no longer thought it going into release. I had changed my mind on it, and I did not think it was going to happen. So I was, uh, very. <laughs> very affected by it uh it, it it really hit very well uh i think i see what people were mad about i met a character yeah you mentioned yeah you met uh, yeah. you mentioned that the other day uh i don't know should we talk about the character really quick yeah we can. is that a spoiler is that is it a spoiler do you think or should i just they're introduced pretty early on yeah so there is a character that's introduced pretty early on. I don't think it's ever, it's been explicitly stated yet, but I I I I have the feeling that they're a trans character. Uh They definitely could be. It's, it's, yes. I'm watching uh I'm watching a YouTuber named Kadicarus play. Mm. Uh he does a bunch of Crash Bandicoot and Kingdom Hearts stuff. Okay. Uh and he he's gotten to that section where you play as this character and they haven't specifically said anything yet, but I do get the feeling. Yeah. I have not had anything stated, uh, four and a half hours in about whether that character is or is not trans, but putting together some puzzle pieces of the internet getting very mad about something and a lot of SJW stuff getting thrown around, like as in people throwing around the term SJW as like, this is SJW bullshit. Like, um, a lot of that was happening before the game came out, so I kind of put two and two together and figured this is probably what people are mad about. Not gonna lie, I'm really disappointed that in 2020, this is enough to really piss people off. Uh, I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but I I hate gamers. <laughs> yeah, they're they're a blight on humanity. Gamers yeah, are yeah. a mistake. Yeah. Uh, but I'll, I'll I'll I'm gonna hit on a couple more things from The Last of Us Part Two before we move on. Yeah. Uh, there is a guitar scene mm-hmm. that I believe is skippable. There's a guitar scene at the beginning, and then there's a second one. And it's actually the one of the ones from the trailers. In the trailers, you see Ellie playing the guitar at one point. Uh-huh. That scene, I believe, is skippable. Because really? I found it while exploring and not going to the objective. Um, and it's, it's such a good scene. I want to say that was one of the first things we saw of the game. Yeah, is her playing that guitar, and I'm pretty sure that, unless it happens again later, if there's another scene that's very similar later on, which there might be, um, I just thought it was a fantastic scene, and I thought it, it was also, it was skippable, uh, from what I can tell. Uh, which is something I want to talk about. The, the map size is insane. Yeah. The yeah, amount yeah. of explorable, because playing through the first one, you would get to points where you'd be like, it would you'd be on a linear path, but there would be like four or five buildings around you that you could explore, right? Mm-hmm. There is an yeah. open area. 
yeah. pretty early yeah. in the game that you get to, about three and a half hours, in, or not even three and a half, like two and a half hours into the game that you get to, where you get into it, and then the game is just like, look, you need to find these two buildings, and you're in a, like, four-block area, just fucking find these two buildings. And I explored that place, and one thing that I really liked was that when I finished exploring everything, it gave me a trophy. So I knew that I'd found everything. Um, that was something that I was happy about because I was nervous. I was like, I'm, I want to make sure I get everything before I move on to the story. So I'm happy it gave me a trophy when I had explored every building to its extent so that I, uh, to tell me that, yes, you can move on now. You're good to go. But what I do want to say is that I almost didn't find everything. I searched almost every building and I thought I was done. And I went towards the main story. And as you're going through these areas, you'll find like the little documents that you find in Last of Us Part 1 that kind of add some world flavor. Yeah. But in this one, again, I don't want to go into detail, so I'm going to be vague about uh, what, what it says. But it pretty much talks about a location on Spring and Fifth, the streets, on the corner of Spring and Fifth. And I was like, hmm, where is that? And I looked at the map real quick. And I saw that I did not find anything there. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to run back there and see if there is anything there. So I went to Spring and Fifth. And I, it was, like a, it was like a building that I had assumed was not enterable. But I picked up a brick and threw it through the window and was able to go inside. And then I went inside and then I found a key in that building that led me to another building that I had not explored. And I went to this other building, and then I that's when I got the trophy that I'd found everything. But I like that while I was traversing, sometimes I'd pick up a note and be like, I already went to this place. But it would also, just reading flavor text and seeing an address and being like, maybe if I go to that address, I'll find something. And there is something there that leads you to something else. It is just done so well, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, the last thing that I want to bring up is that I have not yet seen the scene of the dance. That was, I think, one of the first things you were shown. Maybe it was in the second trailer, where Ellie and uh, Dina kiss. And yeah, that, really that, was, that was an E3, I believe. Yeah. yeah, I think so, yeah. I don't know if I was supposed to have seen it at the beginning of the game and missed it. Yeah, that sounds like something that happened that they assume you've seen. But Yeah, I guess they just assume that the trailer... I don't know if we're going to go back to it, but they reference the events of the trailer in the game but they don't ever show you it. It might have just been something yeah. that they just released before. Which I'm cool and, with. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that is my, that's my, those are my first impressions, I guess we would call that, of The Last of Us Part Two. about four and a half hours into it. I'm going to update us next week on the game. I'm really enjoying it so far. Uh, I don't want to, like, put a number on it or anything because I'm only four and a half hours in. Right. But I don't, I, I honestly... Don't get a lot of the hate yet. So you're saying it's a 10 on 10. <laughs> I I don't want to put a number on it yet. But <laughs> like I said, I don't have any real negatives yet. I have, there are rough edges to a get to the game, but every game has at least some rough ed- edges. Oh, yeah. There is nothing that's happened so far that I thought is a straight up negative. So take that as you will. That's kind of what I will say four and a half hours into the game. And those are the games we've been playing. So 
we're going to go ahead now. We're going to talk about some general news stories. First of all, we're going to blow through some of this stuff because honestly, we don't really need to talk about some of it a lot. The first thing I just wanted to bring up is that a bunch of EA, more EA games came to Steam. We've been kind of talking about them every week as they as they load on yeah. to the Steam store. So I just wanted to bring up that Need for Speed, Payback, and Most Wanted both are on Steam now, as is Dead Space 3, Titanfall 2, A Way Out, and The Sims 4. Good. Uh yeah. It's cool. Uh, I would highly recommend a way out if you haven't played it. You need a buddy uh, to play. I have. Yeah, I've heard it's a pretty good one. Good to get. uh, Good to get Titanfall two off of Origin exclusively. Yeah. No one likes that. Yeah. You still have to use Origin though. Yeah. But maybe it'll be easier to invite friends and stuff. Yes, definitely. The next piece of news is Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven was delayed until November. Uh. I guess that makes... If anybody was wondering about what console to get the game on, I think that decides it for you, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I feel like at that point, it'll be coming out close enough to the next-gen consoles, you might as well wait. I wonder what's gonna... I wonder if that also pushes back the... The, uh... I know there's a Cyberpunk uh, Xbox. Oh, that's true. That would get pushed back as well, because they're not gonna release the Xbox, like... Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Oh god, what was I going to say about Cyberpunk? Um, oh, and also it really sucks because a friend of ours, uh, a friend of Brandon and I's, got uh, Last of Us Part 2 today. And in it was a code for $10 off yep. uh, Cyberpunk 2077. But the code expires in October, which was after the original release date, but now before the new release date. Yep. So it's like, what happens with that? You know, does that is that code yeah. just worthless now because of a because of like something that's out of your control? I hope not. I mean, that would really suck. That would really suck. Yeah. But uh, they did they did say that uh, your copy, if you if you get one for the Xbox One or the PS4, it will work out of the gate on the PS5 and Xbox Series X. Okay. I don't, yeah, that's great. I'm glad that we've cleared that up. <laughs> uh, well, but honestly, we we knew about the Xbox. Um, we knew about the smart delivery on Xbox, but we weren't really sure about PlayStation Four. Yeah. Um, and this is not backwards compatibility; it's the upgraded copy, right? I think they said backwards compatibility. Oh, did they say backwards compatibility? Because that would mean your PlayStation 4 copy will work on your PlayStation 5 one. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't hear anything about backwards compatibility. Okay, it does say your PS4 copy. Uh, okay, a later upgrade for, to Cyberpunk 2077 taking full advantage of next-gen hardware will be available for free. Oh, nice. So... Your PS4 copy of the game is going to work on PS5 on launch day. They will not have that full advantage next-gen Cyberpunk 2077 on launch, but when it comes out, it'll be free. I'm probably not going to play it on launch. I wasn't... I was on the fence about it. I wasn't sure if I wanted to. The game looks kind of eh to me. But, uh... I... If it's not going to have a PS5 version on launch, I'll probably just wait for the PS5 version. Yeah. Yeah, I... I'm probably not going to get it. I wasn't really super excited for it so yeah i'm probably just i'm gonna skip on it uh sea thieves got a update yeah that's uh, what sea thieves saying. haunted shores 
there's a lot of stuff to it, but mainly the whole idea is that uh, ghost ships are invading the world and you have to shoot your cannons at them. It looks fun. Brent and I will have to hop on and play it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I haven't played in a while, but... We both enjoy it. Uh, and also you can choose the shanty that you play when selecting an instrument, which is just a little... It's just a little quality of life improvement. So I can now always play that one song. Yes. Uh, you know the one I'm talking about, Brendan. Oh, I don't know I if do. it has a name. but uh, I forget. But there's only one song that I like to play in uh, Sea of Thieves, and I can now just choose it instead of having to cycle through all of them to try and get it. The next little bit of news, Crash Bandicoot 4 leaked. What's going on, Tyler? Uh, so, uh, Toys for Bob that made the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, they made, uh, Spiral Reignited Trilogy, and they made Crashing Racing Nitro Refueled. Uh, they're making their own Crash game, original from scratch. This one is, uh, Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time. That's a nice name, I think. Yeah. That works, it's about time, I like that. And they they put up a little synopsis for it, uh, from the, uh, ESRB. It kind of just explains what happens. But, uh, I'm interested to see what they're going to do with it. Cause it, it's obviously going to re, revisit some stuff that happens throughout the Crash series. But they've got all their updated models from the Insane Trilogy. They've got re, remade models from scratch that they can use from the, the racing one they just put out. And, uh, I'm a Crash guy, so I'll buy it. I'll buy it for sure. I've never been a Crash guy, but uh, I think that I've never will... played any of the games. I think it's uh, it, it, I think that's interesting. Um, Crash I noticed no Switch. No, not yet. But I'm sure they. I'm sure they will eventually. Probably. I know the Insane the Insane Trilogy did get ported to Switch, just like Spyro. Uh, the Insane Trilogy is uh famous because it was the one where people said. That it was as hard as Dark Souls. Crash oh, Bandicoot. I remember hearing that, yeah. Man, yeah. people are crazy. But that's yeah. it for Crash. Uh, there's also, I don't know if, if you've seen the, uh, there's Smash News, small news. I saw that, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. We're gonna see the, the arms fighter that's yeah. coming. So to Monday, yeah, Monday 22nd, there'll be a roughly 35 minute direct. I- I love that it's just his YouTube channel at this point. (laughs) Pretty much. Are we going to watch Sakurai play Smash again? (laughs) Yes. I love love that he's like, you guys are going to come look at ARMS and I am going to make a YouTube. He's just becoming a Let's Player. Sakurai Let's Play Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. So I'm curious to see who this ARMS character is. Uh, I feel like if it was Springman, they would have shown a Springman already. Maybe it's like a combination, not a combination, but like a, like a hero deal where there's skins for each one, but they all play the same. Yeah. Who knows? Or, or maybe more like Roy, I would say. Probably. Not Roy, but, uh, Bowser Jr. Roy's yeah. in there. But who knows? I'm sure it'll be interesting. I haven't even bought the second season pass yet, but probably should do that. Yeah. So the next thing on the news, we had Pokemon Presents this week. Uh, I think it was about 11 minutes, and they announced a bunch of stuff. Actually, a lot more than I kind of thought. I think did we talk about? Did we talk about um, 
this leading into it last week, what we kind of wanted to see? Or no. no. It wasn't even announced last I don't week. think it was announced by then, yeah. So, Pokemon Smile is a newly announced smartphone app where you catch Pokemon while brushing your teeth. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. Um, nice. I think I heard about it before. I Well, well, I, I don't know how you would have. Because this was the first time I think it's yeah. ever been announced. Uh, Pokemon Sleep is what you might have heard. Pokemon Home no, and no, Pokemon no, no. Sleep. I remember, I remember hearing something about this one. It might have been a joke, Brendan. That's where we're at with the Pokemon <laughs> company. The Pokemon uh, lifestyle. is Because Pokemon Sleep, we still don't know about that. So they announced Pokemon Smile, where you catch Pokemon while brushing your teeth. Uh, Pokemon Cafe Mix is a free-to-play puzzle game coming soon, which actually, we do have a release date on that. There's a release date on the Nintendo Switch store. It's coming on June 24th. June 24th. Um, coming June 24th. It is a puzzle game where you uh, you match Pokemon icons to run your cafe business. So, uh, free-to-download, I think, is actually what they called it. Yeah. Free to, free to start. Yeah. Uh Pokemon Go is getting mega evolutions. Yeah, nice. I'm excited about that. That'll be cool. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Uh yeah. and the big news from the conference. New Pokemon Snap. Pokemon Snap. Who's excited for more Pokemon Snap? Can't never move. played it. Neither have I. So I'm excited for new Pokemon Snap. I will say that it looks gorgeous from what they showed. Um I believe they said that was at least an engine. Um, who is developing it? Do we know? Uh, I know it's not Game Freak. No, it's not Game it's Freak. Actually, I actually think it's from software. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm not joking. Or like, there's no. Way. Okay, it's Bandai Namco. You were close. Oh, Bandai, yeah, Bandai Namco. Yeah, yeah. Well, that explains why it looks so good because Bandai exactly. Namco is making it. Exactly. Yeah. No, not from software. Bandai Namco. Yeah. Dude, I don't want to hear anybody fucking bitch. About how Pokemon Snap looks great and fucking Pokemon Sword and Shield didn't. There's a difference between Bandai Namco making something and oh, fucking Game Freak. A lot Fuck you! If you don't understand that there is a difference between a team like Bandai Namco making a console game and a team like Game Freak making a console game at this point, if you don't get the difference there, I don't know what to tell you. I... I'm. I just. I don't know what to think because you're not going to get it ever if you don't get it by now. Yeah. You just aren't going to understand. A lot of so I don't know what to tell you. Though. I'm sorry. I look whatever it takes to take jabs at Sword and Shield. I guess. I guess so. Because new Pokemon Snap does look gorgeous, but it's also being made by a fucking company that does this all the time in their sleep. This is what they mm. do. There. I. Mm. And then Pokemon Present on on Wednesday coming soon. A new Pokemon Presents coming this week. Um, they're announcing the next big project. All right, Brendan, what is it? I want you to give a definitive guess right now. What do you think the project that they're announcing on Wednesday oh, is for Pokemon? Yes. If I had to take a well-educated guess, the yes. more likely scenario. I'm hoping I'd like a, another Let's Go, and it's more than likely, I, as much as I would love it to be Gen 4, it's more than likely going to be Gen 2. All right, here, here actually, I'm going to ask you guys two questions because I want to uh, 
I want to ask both que- both questions, and I want to know these. So, Brendan, here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna get your. What do you think it is? Like you're you're making a guess. Like if you if this was to win money, what would you put money on? It can't be Gen Nine. I know for a fact that it's not Gen Nine. It's way too early to announce it. It's probably going to be another Let's Go, and it's going to be Gen 2. That's what my assumption All right. is. Let's Go Johto is what you would put money on. If it was your dream announcement, oh, what would it, it be? It would be a Gen 4 remake. Yeah, okay. And it would be like a straight-up Gen 4 remake, I'm assuming, not a Let's yeah, Go Yeah, not, not a Let's Go, no, a straight-up Gen 4 remake. All right, Tyler, I'm asking you the same question. The most likely announcement uh, that you would put money on? Either, either remake or Let's Go. Probably Let's would- Go. Either of the two will be most likely. Let's go Johto or Gen 4 Remake? Yeah. I'm going to make you choose one. I'll go with Remake then. Okay, wow. You're more confident than either Brendan and I or I am. But that's maybe because Brendan and I... Yeah, Brendan and I are too invested. Uh, What would be your dream announcement? Uh, Dream announcement? Uh... Hmm. That's a good question. Uh... I don't know, like a like a Pokemon Stadium. Okay, Pokemon like a Pokemon Stadium DX or whatever. Sure. Isn't that what they call their like like they did a Pokemon uh call what was the other one? No, it was the Pokemon Pokemon DX, and they did Pokemon. Uh, I have it on my I have it on my shelf. Uh, Mystery Dungeon DX. That's kind of what they call their games when they bring back a series that's been gone for a while. Is they seem to add a, like to add a DX to it. Yeah, for deluxe. Yeah. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. Uh, and yeah, my 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 thought process is exactly the same as Brendan. I think most likely is Let's Go Johto, and uh, Dream is the Gen Four proper Gen Four remakes. A proper Gen Four remake. A proper Gen Four remake. Uh, Here's open. We're going to be talking about it on Friday, no matter what it ends up being. We're going to be talking about it on the next episode. All right. Last thing before we go to break, Kingdom Hearts 2020, at the beginning of the week, we saw a video was put out that announced all of what's coming for the rest of the year for Kingdom Hearts. And then literally 30 minutes before we started recording, they put out a, a, uh, uh, they put out a, uh, English version. An English version. Thank you. That's the word. And and some English voice acting, but it's just a voice so first of all, first thing that we saw, Kingdom Hearts Union Cross is entering its final chapter. Fucking finally. Uh, Tyler, do you think it ends this year, or do you think final chapter begins this year, goes into next year? Final chapter means probably three more years of full <laughs> story updates. Still behind, uh, still behind I mean, Japan. It means they're going to change the name again. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts Union Cross Final Chapter. It's the last version of the game, but we're going to get it for another two years. Jesus. Uh, one of the one of the lines that was in the trailer, become part of their story. Union Cross has been very separated from the player character. Unchained yeah. Key was kind of about the player character. Union Cross has been not at all about the player character. Player character has been doing his own thing while all of the other characters do stuff. Do you think that become part of their story means that the player character is going to be like get introduced into the mainline Union Cross story in this final chapter. Probably. Probably. Do you think that that means that my theory of the play- main character being Luke Sword has more vis- validity again? 
Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Just based on what we saw in the start of the Dark Road stuff. Listen, listen, listen. Okay, let's get into that. Kingdom Hearts Dark Road releases on June 22nd. Hey, Tyler. When 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 did you think that uh, Dark Road was coming out? Well, I figured it'd probably come out <laughs> around late July. But you I know, said if... before July. All right, now that I've said it on the show, I'm not going to bring it up again. Uh... I just figured, you know, we still got what seems like more, a lot more uh, Union Cross story left. I guess they can run parallel somehow. Well, let's get into that, because what we apparently found out is that uh, Xehanort is having dreams of Union Cross. In That's Dark pretty Road. weird. Uh, is the, you know, the, 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 la- the last time a character that I remember was having dreams of a different character, you know, like Rox is having dreams about Sora, they were kind of like, I don't know, maybe the same character in their own regards, you know? Are you- <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe Xehanort was the player character the whole time. Did that'd be did, crazy, right? Did Namora sneak Xehanort's origin story for <laughs> fucking like six years without telling anybody? That'd be crazy because my player character is like a black guy with a mohawk and, and like <laughs> demon wings and like sunglasses. He's a funny boy. <laughs> oh god! No, and, I and really when we see because when we see the player character. Getting left there by I'm gonna cry. Scold and Ephemer. Uh he's like laying on the beach. Uh, he's smiling, there are tears in his eyes. No. <laughs> and then Xehanort wakes up, tears in his eyes. Uh, and it's like I had another dream about him. I've like, been having like these weird dreams lately. <laughs> so, you know, what's going on there? Uh, I really hope he's not the player character from Union Cross, but honestly, I think it's kind of likely. If they start the story off that way, they probably won't. Probably won't. That'll probably be a bit in. What if that's why Dark Road is starting so soon? Because the end of the player character story from Union Cross is going to echo, or is going to play out at the same time as Xehanort discovering that he's the main character from Union Cross. That'd be something. And then, of course, we, we've recently seen pictures of their teacher. Oh, Odin. Uh, Odin, I hate who that. Who has name. one eye, Tyler. He only has one eye that God. we've seen. Odin Odin in Greek mythology only has one eye. Uh, Greek mythology. Um, fucking Norse mythology. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Weird. Uh, no- Norse mythology, Odin only has one eye, of course, famously. And... <sighs> They only showed one eye on Odin's character model. <laughs> and I just... uh, who else is missing an eye, Tyler? Let's see. Uh, Zigbar is currently missing an eye. The but Master of Master supposedly is missing an eye. I don't know if he's actually missing an eye. I think people take the eye thing too literally. What? But who knows? It's Kingdom Hearts. I don't know. I don't know the answer. <laughs> what is what, what is the likelihood? What is the likelihood of Odin being the master of masters? That'd be crazy because 
he would have he would have had to have gotten the no name Keyblade from Blue Shoe, <laughs> got it from the Master of Masters. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Like, what is this weird body switching <laughs> game they're playing? Can you imagine if the uh, Master of Masters hands off the Keyblade to Blue Shoe, disappears? Pretends to be an entirely different person, which also he wouldn't have gotten it from Lushu. He would have gotten it from somebody else because we know that Lushu hands the Keyblade off to one of the Union Cross people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. From so the character probably, Files, or not the character Files, the Secret Reports and Kingdom. Probably, I probably know, Brain. Brain. I assume. I mean, every time, every time we've seen these new characters, I'm just like, how dead? Who are they? And how dead are they? <laughs> Well, as it turns out, a lot of them are very alive. <laughs> Man, I hate uh, Kingdom Hearts sometimes. <laughs> I, I hate Kingdom Hearts so much. Uh, uh, let's, so, let's move on to the soundtrack. No, okay, okay, okay. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 soundtrack is releasing fall 2020 worldwide simultaneous release. Uh, I Great. think the first time the soundtrack has had a worldwide fi- simultaneous release. I don't think any of the other soundtracks are available in America. Or so. outside of Japan, I guess, to, you know, paint a more broad brush. Uh, I'm excited for that. I like the KH3 soundtrack. Now the question is, is Remind on there? That's a good question. Do What would you bet on? Do you think Remind is included? Uh, If they waited this long, I would hope so. You'd think that's why they'd wait, right? Is So that yeah. Remind could be on there? So we can get songs for characters like Azora and all the new remixes of stuff. Yes, I'm hyper. I'm very excited. I'm sure I'll buy the stupid fucking collector's edition or whatever they sell. Uh, he probably will. Cause I'm a Kingdom Hearts fan. Oh yeah. God damn it. <laughs> uh, um, Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory, a new game coming up this year, first rhythm game in the Cage franchise. I'm really excited. I know Tyler, you're not as excited for. A it's taken us this long to get to a rhythm game. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, right? You'd think we kind of had a rhythm game with Atlantica in uh, Kingdom Hearts 2. Yeah, we were just, you know, dipping our feet in the water a little bit. And there's kind of <laughs> one in 3D as well. It's Atlantica. Oh, okay. Uh, and also 3D, there's that uh, Symphony of something. Sorcery, yeah, Symphony of Sorcerers or something like that. I don't know. The reality shift in that one. Yeah. is like a rhythm game kind of. So I'm hype. Over 140 tracks from the Kingdom Hearts series are coming to the are going to be in the uh, in the game. Uh, Melodies and memories hold the secret of his final plan is what the text of the trailer says. Um, they show a little text that's kind of like every Kingdom Hearts game has like some cryptic text in the trailer where it's in like gold lettering and also it's at the end of the game usually as well in the secret ending. Um, but in this one it says melodies and memories hold the secret of his final plan. So Tyler. Is this Xehanort's real final plan? <laughs> you know, who's to tell whose plan this is? Yeah. You know, we got Xehanort, who we're supposed to be kind of done with, but not really because he's, he's so interconnected with the rest of the stuff that's going on. And Zigbar might be doing something. Who um, knows? Let, look, Kingdom Hearts 3 has been out <laughs> for over a year now. Let's call him by his proper name. Lushu. Yeah, Lushu. Something. Uh, and then, and then that motherfucker, the master, the master, master who who's doing something. He disappeared, but he that's came his back. Final plan, though, who knows? That's the thing. The secret to of his final plan 
And okay, so we know that this game is going to take place after Cage 3, and it seems to be about what Kylie was doing at the actually after Cage 3 Remind, not just after Cage 3, because that's important because a year passes in between Cage 3 and the end of the Limit Cut episode in Remind. So uh, it takes place, or maybe it's going to take place during that year because Kyrie's asleep in Remind, so maybe that's like what this is, is it's that it's in between Cage 3 and Remind, or maybe it'll overlap with Remind because in the trailer we do see Riku in the uh final, final world. world with Kyrie. So maybe it'll like start a little bit before uh maybe it'll start with like it'll start with Kyrie going to sleep. It'll play through that year and then at some point it'll overlap with Remind and show and Riku will join her in the final world for something. <laughs> um Honestly, the more the most interesting thing about this to me, Tyler, is it seems like we're actually going to get maybe a kind of heavy story with Kyrie because it feels like a lot of this is about the trauma that she is holding on to from her past. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that the person in the hood is not Master of Masters like they're baiting us to believe. I believe that it is a Xehanort. I don't know which Xehanort, but it's a Xehanort. They showed. Uh, they showed. Terra Xehanort, or Princess Xehanort, yeah. I should say, because how many of those do we need? And <laughs> so I figure it should probably be him. Yeah, he's She's... the one that's sent, uh, as we know from Kingdom Hearts 1 secret reports, Princess Xehanort is the one that sent Kyrie to Destiny Islands to find the key bearer. Um, who knows if that'll get retconned a little bit? It might. But uh, we do know. And it looks like he uses the Ark to do it. Mm-hmm. So the Ark is a fucking TARDIS, right? I've never watched Doctor Who. Okay, because the TARDIS can go anywhere in space and time. And we knew that the Ark could time travel, right? We knew that already. But it seems like it also can space travel because it is going to send Kyrie to Destiny Islands. You know what? I'll let the game explain. <laughs> I don't. I'm not even sure how this is gonna play out in this game. I think every couple six you go through, you'll get like a cutscene. Maybe. And I think we kind of saw it in. Uh, uh, I think you kind of saw it in the trailer. I think one of the worlds, because when you see the gummy ship part where they're like going through the different levels, I think some of them have the play buttons that they mm-hmm. have on Union Cross from when, like, you know, every couple of missions in Union Cross, you'll get a cutscene and they have a little play button on it. So it seems yeah. like every couple missions in the music, um, you'll get a play button that'll play a cutscene. So, Tyler, do we have to play through 140 levels to <laughs> get the full story of Melody of Memory? Probably. Probably. I'll do it! Fuck it, there, I'll do it! There, they also mentioned there's co-op and online. Yes, uh, and some other modes in there. Probably coming, like a, probably like a free play or something. Coming worldwide 2020 on PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Two things. First of all, worldwide. Um, now if I remember correctly, Cage 3 was going to have a, uh, a simultaneous release worldwide, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It did not end up having one. Japan got it a couple days early. But I do not believe... I believe that before it leaked in, what, December? Is that when the game got leaked? I think so. I think in December, before the game got leaked, that's when they decided to do a staggered release. Um, 
it wasn't too bad of a staggered release. It was only a couple days or maybe a week, but I think uh, it was about it was probably like three or five days. Yeah, it wasn't too long. I think this one is the one that we'll get a simultaneous release on, especially since Dark Road is releasing simultaneously, it seems, from everything that mm-hmm. we've read. Releases June twenty second in America and June twenty third in Japan, which is the same time, just different time zones. Um but I think this might be the first console game that releases uh, simultaneously across the world. I would hope so, at least. Yeah. And then, finally, uh, I think... I'm going to go ahead and make this bet now. I think it comes out before next-gen consoles launch. And I think that's part of the reason why it's going to be a PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch. And they did not announce it for PS5 and Xbox Series X. Um. As in, like, they didn't say on current gen and next gen. I think it's because it's going to launch before next gen comes out. Yeah. Uh, Maybe September. September, October. So I think it'll be shortly before next gen launches, but before next gen launches. Um, do you think that's probably kind of why that happened the way it did? Probably. You did All mention right. that I'm not as, as excited for it as most yes. people. Mostly because I do play a lot of rhythm games, like your 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 uh, beat maxes and your your Project Divas and Persona rhythm games that are just okay, but not, not any, anything special to write home about. And I just hope it feels good. And maybe there's some new songs in there. Otherwise, that's really the point. Other than the story. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you one last question before we go to break. Um, okay. What song are you most excited for? Uh, give me Working Together. Working Together? Which one is that? When does that play? That is uh, Sora's Twilight Town battle theme. Ah, yes. That is a great theme. Um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with a really basic answer. I want, uh, uh, oh God, um. I can't think of the name of it right now, but I know that I wrote it down in another Discord. Uh, Other <laughs> Promise slash Vector to the Heavens, uh, which okay. is the, the the remix that plays uh, during when Roxas comes back in Cage Three. So that that is the one that I would be most excited for. I hope that Cage Three is gets a good amount of involvement in this because I think Cage Three has got some great remixes in it. Yeah. Uh, hopefully they don't like. Hopefully it's not just the earlier games, you know. Uh, but I'm I'm hoping for some cage three. I don't expect well. to see anything like Deep Jungle or no, sadly, Rip Deep Jungle. <laughs> uh, all right, we're gonna go to break. When we come back, we are going to talk about all the games that have been announced recently. Hey there, Schmodown fans! This is Josh the Merc Rainer, and I am here to tell you about my show, Talking Schmodown. Whether it's Andrew Guy getting hit with a chair, John Roca screaming, Outlaw! Or the emotional retirement of the Shirewolf, I talk about it all. So you can catch me right here on Anchor and all the other major podcasting platforms. So, as I ask every episode, are you ready to talk Schmodown? I am. Hi, 
everyone. This is Sarah, host of Go Get That Rose podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to talking about all things Bachelor Nation. Join Jay Wade, a man in his 40s who has recently new to all things Bachelor Nation, and myself, someone who has been watching passionately for the past three years, as we review, share our thoughts on each episode of whatever show is currently on TV, whether that is Bachelor, Bachelorette, or Bachelor in Paradise. We might not even know everyone's name, but we have fun nonetheless. You can find us on Merkwood and Movie Blog Feed wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Jay Wade here to tell you about SEN After Live, our SEN Live After Show, where we talk about, well, whatever Christian Brett and the rest of the crew talk about and the insanity that ensues. So join us each week here on the Merc with the Movie blog feed on your podcasting platforms, as well as YouTube now on the SEN After Live channel. Talk to you then. Hey guys, Sean here. Be sure to check out the new podcast over here at Merc with Movie Blog, Beyond the Screen. Mike, Sarah, and I every week coming together, doing our own little our own little radio show, whatever you want to call it, talking movie news, life, TV news, anything. Whatever comes up, that's what we're going to talk about. Every week, just come check it out. Where? Where? On the Merc with Movie Blog feed! Perfect! <laughs> Yay, okay, don't listen. Ready? I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Hey guys, it's Sean. I wanted to tell you guys about the new show I'm hosting, The Harry Potter Review Show. Every other week, I'm joined by some combination of Kaylin, Sarah, and one guest that has never read the books. We discuss one movie per episode and break down what we love about them, what we don't love about them, and the differences from the books to the movies. It's a ton of fun, and I hope you guys will tune in to check it out. Until then, mischief managed. All right, we're back. We're going to talk about the games that were announced at the various, you know, events this week. There were quite a few of them. We're just going to uh, kick off. Yeah. Before you get into that, there's something I oh. forgot to mention. Uh, okay. Both times we talked about Pokemon. Oh, okay. Uh, there is a special event going on right now. Oh, yes. With uh, Zero Aura or however you say yes, it. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Which we need so, to do that, Sean. Yes, we do. Uh, if you need, you know, if you need someone else there, I'm also still doing it. Yeah. But if you, if if a million people beat the uh, zero aura max raid, they will before the 30th of June. So in about 11 days from when we record this, not from when you hear this, uh, you will get a shiny zero aura and some armorite ore. And right now we're currently at 272,335. Still a long way to go. Okay. So uh, keep fighting. I've, I've oh, yeah. done yeah. up three or four times. Uh, yeah, that that is something that we have to do. We'll probably do that actually pretty soon. Uh, but there were three events this week. The first event that occurred this week was the Gorilla Collective, which actually the Gorilla Collective kind of encompassed a couple different events. But um the first stream, uh they showed off a bunch of guns uh, games. Guns. Gun. Of, <laughs> there were some guns too. They showed off a bunch of games. Uh and I just kind of picked out the ones that I thought looked interesting or at least were like kind of big news. Um so first of all, System Shock Redux, a remake of the nineteen ninety four classic built on uh, Unreal 4. There's a demo possibly coming soon. 
releasing mm-hmm. Windows, Linux, PS4, Xbox One, and Stadia. Are any of you guys System Shock fans? No. Mm-mm. No? Okay. I've cool. seen... I know um, Matt McMuscles has a video up on his channel of this demo. It looks pretty good. Okay. Yeah, I've never been a System Shock person, so I just know that it's a popular franchise. Or popular, I guess there's only two games, but it's popular uh, duology or what. Uh, next game, Cardiclism. It's a single-player, procedurally generated CCG. So, uh, what is that? Collectible card game uh, that mixes in ARPG elements. Uh, sounds super weird. It's, so, it's a single-player card game, um, which you don't. I I can't name a single one. Uh, um, single-player uh, card game. Yeah, on like. Uh, on a yeah, like a single player computer card game. Um, Slay Aspire. I mean, that has cards in it, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. I don't uh, know. I guess when I think CCG, I think like a like straight up like a card game, like Hearthstone or whatever. Yeah. Or uh, or a Magic, I guess, is the more obvious, you know, yeah. example. Uh, I'm not super excited for that. I don't really like CCGs, unless it's Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> You're a Gun is a top-down shooter where you play as a big gun. Uh, it releases on Hence PC Early Access. Yep, releases on PC Early Access quarter three, 2020, and on consoles in 2021. Uh, I didn't really find it that impressive, but it sounds like a weird premise, so I didn't know if you guys had heard about it. No, no, I haven't I haven't heard of most of these in, in the Gorilla Collective sort of bracket here. Hmm. All right. Well, Almighty Kill Your Gods is an action RPG with up to four-player co-op where players attempt to kill gods, demons, and monsters. Players run, leap, and fly across islands and rebuild their home with the remains of the defeated enemies coming to consoles and PC. This game actually looked kind of cool. I kind of dug this one. It's like, uh, it kind of almost reminds me a little bit of Dauntless. In, like, co-op fighting, like, weird creatures, but then also with, like, a base-building element, almost. Mm -hmm. You're building up a home, and you're upgrading your home. So, I don't know. It sounded cool to me. Uh, Roki is a dark fairy tale narrative game featuring puzzles and exploration inspired by Scandinavian folklore, and it's the debut title from two ex-Gorilla Games art directors, who, uh, Gorilla Games obviously worked on Killzone and Horizon, and they're working on Horizon Forbidden West. Um, this game looked really cool. It was, it was like a, I don't know, it was like a, it looked almost t- 2D art, uh, let me see if I can find like a, really what drew my, drew my eye was the, um, the art in it. I don't know, I thought it looked really, uh, I thought it looked really pretty, like here, I'll just post a picture of the art. But it, it looks cool to me. I think it looks cool. The next one yeah. is A Juggler's Tale. It is a side-scrolling adventure game that follows Abby, an artist that is held captive at a circus. One day she escapes and finds out how dangerous the outside world is. All the characters are on puppet strings. It looks really cool to me. Oh. <laughs> uh, I think it's like a 2D kind of... Uh, I think it was at least. Let me make sure. Um, kind of side scrolling game yeah here let me show you this uh look at this 
It looks really cool. It's like a, they're all on puppet strings. Oh, okay. Oh, I think whoa. it looks. I think it looks really cool. I think that's a very cool. interesting looking game. Um, Lake is a. Oh, uh, sorry. Juggler's Tale is releasing on PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch in 2021. Lake. He plays a mail carrier in a small lake town in Oregon. Hmm. Uh, it's you know how people were joking about Death Stranding being FedEx Simulator. Mm-hmm. This is literally FedEx Simulator. Nice. Uh, I actually think it looks really cool. I, I think it looks really good. You play as like a, a mail carrier, but also like it's got like a really, it looks like it's a really fleshed out town with like uh, people oh, yeah. and so stories cool. going on. I think I'd definitely play it. Uh, Lake. Um, or video game. Uh, I think it looks cool though. I think it, you can look it up on Steam if you'd like. Uh, it's coming to on Windows, Mac, Linux, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, but there's no time frame. Uh, Urban Trial Tricky, which is like a cartoon trials game. Uh, which, if you guys, I don't know if you guys know, I think that's what it's called. That's like the motorcycle game, right? Trials. Yeah, yeah, trial, trial. yeah trials Fusion, yeah. Or Trials yeah. Fusion, I believe, is one of the games, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Trials games, it kind of looks like that, but uh, cartoony. It's coming to the Switch. Boyfriend Dungeon is a dungeon crawling experience where your weapons transform into potential boyfriends. What I've been looking forward to this game. <laughs> are you serious or are you joking? No, dude, I, I've heard about this game before. I okay, like that's the art awesome. for it. Yeah, I'm no, so I'm excited a- to see exactly what what the fuck is going on in this game. No, I would 100 percent play this game. Uh, yeah, you play as a it's like a dungeon crawler, and um, your boyfriends, your or your sorry, your weapons become boyfriends, like potential boyfriends for you. That is, yeah. Um. It's a shack and slash dungeon calling adventure. All of all this, all the boys are <laughs> different different swords. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it looks great. Uh, Slay the Spire is coming to iOS. Really? Nice. Yeah, big deal. Uh, I know it's a very popular game. Baldur's Gate three is aiming for early access in August twenty twenty. I thought Baldur's that Gate. game. I thought that game already came out. No, they announced that it was going to happen because Baldur's Gate okay. is an old series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I know Baldur's old Gate Bioware. Old series, but... I think. Um, Disco Elysium is coming to the Epic Game Store. Disco nice. Elysium is the game that I really want to play. I think it looks really cool. That's a CRPG, right? Yeah, uh, I believe so. Uh, West of Dead is a top-down shooter. It's a dark western with mystic enemies and dark powers, uh, and it's a, like a gritty western shooter. It's coming to Windows, Mac, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. And I think it, uh, I think it looked pretty cool personally. Um, <gasps> oh, it might be out. It is out. It's out already. It came out yesterday, actually. Nice. You can look it up on the, the gas was not for that. I'm sorry. No, it's all right. Uh. Liberated is a hand-drawn comic-inspired 2D shooter that releases on Windows in July 2020. Uh, Liberated looked cool. You can look it up on Steam. I guess it's coming July, it says on Steam. I wonder if I can, like, copy and... No, I can't. I can't really copy and paste. But if you look at it on Steam, it it looks interesting. It's like a side-scrolling shooter, almost, it looks like. Uh, Haven is an indie JRPG where you play as a couple in a mysterious land. It combines open world JRPG design with 2D dating sim elements. 
Yeah, yeah, I've, I've seen this before. Pre-ordering that. Yeah, I I'm ready, not... to... Yeah. I'm ready to play it. There's a demo out now on Steam. I've played it. There it's good. I like it. Uh, I played the demo back in, like, December. There was a demo out on Steam for the, oh, uh, the right. Game Awards. I remember thing. you talking about And that. I told our friend, I was like, hey, you should play this with your girlfriend. And he's like, why? Is it, like, a couple-ozy game? And I'm like, yeah, it looks really good. He's like, are you going to play it? And I'm like, of fucking course I am. <laughs> Doesn't matter if it's a couple-ozy game. I'm still going to play it. Uh, I think it looks really good. Uh, Just Die already is described as an old people mayhem sandbox, sandbox, and there is a demo on Steam right now for this, uh, where you play as an old person, and you're supposed to just die already. Yeah, that's what? the uh, yeah. Look it up on Steam. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Being developed right. by Double Moose. Is that? What is it? Is that the game where their their trailer was like a shot for shot remake of um, what was it the one of the launch trailers or something for was it GTA? I think or it. Something? No, it was no. They they recreated the Death Stranding trailer. The de- that's what it was. Death and Stranding. they were like they were yeah. like, hey, like yeah. Kojima, we really love you. Like, please call us. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, that was it for the uh, Gorilla Collective. A lot of indie games. I really curated that list that I read from. Uh, and I think all of those look kind of cool. I think you should look them up on Steam or whatever and uh, check them out because I think a lot of them look like they're going to be really fun. Uh, next up was the PC Gaming Store. Uh, PC Gaming Show. Blah, oh my god. PC Gaming yeah. Store. Yeah, it's the PC <laughs> Gaming Store. They're releasing a new store, uh, PC Gaming Store. Uh, PC- for PC2. Yes, yes. Uh, PC Gaming Show, uh, they announced that Torchlight 3 is available now on Steam Early Access. I know Torchlight's a very popular uh, popular series, popular PC, popular PC series, but uh, oh good, it's got mixed reviews on Steam right now. Oh good. Um, but Torchlight 3 is out uh, in Early Access. Elite Dangerous Odyssey, it's a new update that's being released in 2021. It's going to allow players to step off, step off their ships, walk on planets, and engage in first-person fights, and more, much more. I don't know if you know what Elite Dangerous is, but uh, it's it seems cool. It's like a it's like a spaceship game, but now it's going to be you know you're going to be able to go out on on foot and do stuff on planets. So I I think that sounds really cool personally. Yeah. Uh, Persona Four Golden is now available on PC. Yeah. So I assume you've been playing this, Tyler. Uh, I've wanted to. Oh, okay. So, uh, when this came out, of course, there were rumors about it, like, a week ahead of time. And, uh, it, the game went up for sale, like, maybe a couple minutes before the show even started. And I immediately bought a copy for me and a friend. I played a couple hours of it. Uh, I kept getting distracted by the music. It's really good. And it's so nostalgic, even though I only played it back in 2014. I also okay, so I really love the music from Persona Five. Am I also going to really enjoy the music in this game? Uh, it's it's a different style of music. It's yeah, uh, but it's definitely still really good. Uh, game looks real good, runs real well, can run on anything basically. And uh, once I've, I I stopped playing because I I do need to finish Royal. And so <laughs> That's I'm why not, I haven't bought it yet. I'm gonna have to just wait and, and wait until I beat it. Be royal so I can get back to it. 
But when I do, it's probably all I'm going to be playing. Because I was real close to buying it, because I just love Royal so much that I was like, yes, another Persona game I can play. And I was like, wait, you haven't beaten Royal yet. <laughs> Beat yeah. Royal first. Uh, Humankind is a historical strategy game that's due out in 2021. I think it looks kind of cool. I like that. that what the, what the, the kind of pitch that they said was that instead of building a civilization, you're building humankind. It's like... Like you, instead of one specific, uh, instead of one specific civilization, you're going to be combining sixty historical cultures from the ancient to the modern age. So you begin as like you can begin as ancient Egypt and then become the Romans or perhaps the Vikings. Like you, you like you evolve as uh, with humankind. It sounds like super interesting. It sounds like it's kind of like a sim, uh, Sims. It's, fucking Christ! Oh my god! It's kind of like a civilization game. But instead of civilization, it's humankind. <laughs> it's humanity, the game. Um, in fact, if you look it up on Steam, it looks exactly like Civilization. <laughs> it looks like Civ. It looks like Civ oh, does 6. It? Yeah, look it up on Steam. Uh, it looks yeah, exactly right like Civ 6. What's the name of it again? Uh, humankind. Humankind. <clears throat> oh, here it is. Yeah, that's wow. That's just, <laughs> that's just Civ. That's Civ. Uh, but it looks, it looks like, like it's like... going to be like an enhanced version of Civ. Instead of yeah, playing as one simulate uh, as one civilization from the beginning to the end of time, you kind of evolve as humanity. I just I find that a really cool uh, concept. Oh yeah. They also another game that was announced is Icarus, which is a new survival game from the creator of DayZ. You start in a space oh, station. No. Well, this actually kind of, kind of sounds interesting. So you start in the space station, you choose a mission, and then you head to a new planet to complete challenges. You have a timer on how long you can stay on the planet, and if you run out of time, you die and lose all of your character's progress. Hmm. So the way it works is you 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 like you're upgrading the space station. And you're going down to planets to get resources, and you go down with specific like resource missions in mind. And then if you miss your rendezvous point to go back up, then you get stuck there and die. And that releases in 2021, and it'll be free to play. And I think that sounds really interesting. Um, I'll probably give it a shot, since it's free to play. Uh, evil Genius 2 World Domination. You play as an evil genius and try to take over the world. It looks kind of cool. It's like, a, it's like a base builder, almost. Um... Yeah, you've got like the you've got like a hollowed out mountain that you that you uh you build up your your evil layer and you do like you hire like henchmen and like the good guys try to sneak into your layer and you have to stop them. It looks pretty fun. I, I think I think it's definitely something that I'd be interested in. Being made by Rebellion, uh, you make Sniper Elite. Yes, and they're very good at making it to where the intro blows your eardrums out. Yes, 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 they do. Uh, Godfall, they showed it. They're still coming out this holiday. Nice. Well, still a game. Uh, I, I'm kind I'll of, play it. Yeah, I'll probably play it. It looks interesting. Everspace 2, it looked cool. It's like a space fighting game. I'd like to see some actual game for our gameplay. And actually, there's a demo on Steam right now that I need to download and play. Because uh, I like ship games. I think, uh, I think, 
I, I, when I watched, I think they did spend, or I don't know what I watched, but I think they did spend a lot of time talking about Everspace too. It was a lot of, a lot of space. I don't think you get off the ship, but it, it looked all right. Look fine. Yeah, I don't need to get off the ship. Just some cool space combat would be fine. There you go. Uh, closed alpha begins on June fifteenth. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it didn't. Oh, closed alpha. Closed alpha. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Uh, okay, Mafia Definitive Edition. It's a mm-hmm. Mafia remake. Okay. So. Remaking Mafia One. I know they put yeah. out the the two and three. Remastered. Uh, remasters. Yeah. That makes sense. Sort yeah. of like sort of like uh the Yakuza series where they, uh-huh. they completely remade one and two, but three or four and five are recent enough where you don't really need to remake them. Yeah. And uh the last thing is Among Trees, which is a survival sandbox game set in a vibrant, vibrant colorful forest out now on the Epic Game Store. And actually I forgot to write this down, but I did play this game. Uh, I love it. It's you can make it. You can put it on bitch mode. Oh yeah, you did play it uh, recently. Yeah, yeah. You can put it on bitch mode and like get rid of all the wild animals that will hurt you, and you just survive in a really pretty forest, and it looks real, real good. And I, I, and you upgrade your cabin, and it's it's real relaxing. So I played some of that, and I think it's good. <laughs> uh. The Future Games Show uh, was hosted by Nolan North and Emily Rose. Uh, Emily Rose being the voice of Nathan Drake's love interest, I believe. Oh, okay. Uh, who, which one? Oh, God. Elena Fisher? I think she's Elena. Okay. Uh, yeah, Elena Fisher. She's Elena Fisher. Cool. Um, so both Nolan North and uh, Emily Rose hosted the Future Games Show. The first show, that, the first game they showed was Quantum Error. It's a first-person horror game where you're exploring some sort of lab filled with weird, weird demons. They said they're going to have gameplay reveal coming this summer. It's coming to PS5. Definitely not my kind of game, but it looked kind of cool. Uh, uh, yeah, I've never heard of it. It's a horror game, so I'm probably not going to play it. Yeah, no, <laughs> definitely. Uh, Dustborn, which is a comic book art style game. Uh, it's not like a comic book art style is what I meant to say. Uh, it's a story-driven action-adventure game about a group of outcasts on a road trip across America. It looks like it's some sort of military state at this point. And the main character has some sort of power. It's coming okay. to PC and consoles. I actually thought it looked really cool. What's that smell? It's dust. <sighs> <laughs> Ghost Runner is a first-person platformer. You kill enemies with a sword, you have a grappling hook, and you move fast, and you kill fast. Uh, it's coming to Steam, PS4, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One this year. And I think there's a demo on yeah, there's Steam, a demo on right Steam. I know. I saw Funhouse put a video up. Funhouse put a video up for it today, I believe. Okay. It looks cool. Uh, Call of the Seas, which we first saw at the Microsoft event in May, is a mm-hmm. first-person adventure puzzle game set in the 1930s in the South Pacific. You play as Nora, a woman who is searching for her husband's missing expedition. The puzzles serve the narrative, is what they said a lot. Uh, and it's inspired by the works of H.P. Lovecraft, but it's not Ooh. a horror game. But it's not a horror game. Okay, uh, that's, so I can play it. Yes. That's a bit of a... Uh contradictory yeah so it's call of the sea if you look it up on steam it looks a lot like firewatch or like the witness it's kind of one of those types of games Uh, yeah 
Maybe it'll still make me anxious. Yeah. The, wit- the witness isn't. I play the witness. The witness isn't scary, but boy, do I feel fucking nervous. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's coming to Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and uh, Windows. And I mean, it looks it looks really cool to me. I'm really excited to play it. This was probably one of the standouts hmm. from the actual Microsoft show. I think Tyler and I watched the Microsoft show together, and I think this was the I think this was the game they showed where Tyler and I both sat up on our seats and went, "Oh, okay." <laughs> Sherlock Holmes Chapter 1 is a story-driven investigation thriller. You play as a 21-year-old Sherlock Holmes before he became a legend. He's investigating the mysterious death of his mother. It's an open-world detective game with medium hand-holding is how they described it. Coming to PC, current-gen, and next-gen consoles sometime in 2021. Uh, I thought it looked kind of cool. So I like it. This is made by... Same guys that made the last couple of the Sherlock Holmes games. Okay. So it'll be all right. Okay. And the last game that was shown at Future Game Show was Christ Tales. It's a turn-based RPG where you play with the past, present, and future. Uh, it's coming November 17th, 2020. There's a demo on Steam right now, and it's coming to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC, and Stadia, and it will also be coming to next-generation consoles. It looks really cool, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I say it. It looks look pretty cool. I'm going Download the demo and see what that's about. Uh, EA Play, EA no, Play, no. EA shouldn't have played. Uh, they played the audience. Apex Legends Season Five: Lost Treasures coming to June twenty third, or coming on June twenty third. Coming to June twenty third. Apex Legends is coming to Steam. They're going to be promoting crossplay, and it's coming to the that's, Switch as well. That's what I'm. I don't. That game's not going to run well on the Switch. No, it's and it not. is it's not, not going to do well on the Switch. It's going to be. It's going to be your Fortnite scenario all over again. I I will say though, EA. Well, I think that they should not have had a show. I don't think they had enough to show to have a show. They came out hard with the crossplay. They did. Um, Sims Four is arriving on Steam. It's actually out on Steam. It came out before yeah. the uh, announcement yeah. that it was coming out on Steam. <laughs> nice. Uh, EA Originals, they showed off three games. It Takes Two, which looked cool. It's, uh, I think that's by the same studio that made... Uh, it's the same guy that made... Uh, what What the fuck? What's it? Oh, God, why am I blinking on the name? Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah, with the crazy dude. Who, uh, no. God, that guy wouldn't shut up. Yeah. yeah the yeah. guy who, at the Game Awards was like, fuck the Oscars. Like, I love that yeah. dude so much. Joseph Harris. Yeah, dude, they played into it during EA Play. It was the best part of EA Play. They were like, they showed that clip during EA Play of him Did saying, really? like, yeah, of him going, fuck the Oscars. They really, they really played him up. That's funny. Uh, it takes two as a two-player action adventure platformer with a, uh, where you play as Rose, a young girl whose parents may be close to divorce. You and a pal control the dolls she creates to represent her mom and dad. Uh, he says that the story drives the mechanics, not the other way around, which oh, was an interesting thing to say. He was talking about how, like, you know, games, there's always, like, this core mechanic that you loop through in a video game, right? We took a different approach where there's a bunch of different mechanics and they match the story that's happening at that moment. It sounded interesting to me. I'm a big fan of Way Out, so I'll play anything that they put out, and I'll play It Takes Two. Hmm. 
Lost in Random also looked really cool. Lost in Random is a game about a girl that is like going on a adventure in a world where randomness is like it's it's a it's a it's not allowed, right? Everything is decided, and there is no randomness in the entire world, uh, or it's like discouraged or something like that. And she goes on a journey with a uh, pet like die. Yeah, like this and crazy magic die. Yeah. It's like the whole idea is it's supposed to be like uh it's it's Tim Burton esque for all here, I'll post it. Yeah. Picture. It, it, it looks like reminds me of Nightmare Nightmare Before Christmas meets like Psychonauts. Yeah. And the idea is like, you know, we don't like it when we lose control of stuff, but in this one like you always wanna like have a hand on it, right? You wanna have control over it. But this game is about letting go and embracing chaos, pretty much. Um, And it sounds interesting. And the other indie game they announced was Rocket Arena, releasing July 14th. It's going to have cross-play, and it's just like a game. It's like a hero shooter, but all they use are rocket launchers. 3v3 free-to-play hero shooter with rockets. I honestly did not look as cool as it sounds. No, I'm not probably going to pass on it. It also has a battle pass, which means... It probably wants me to devote my entire life to the game, and I can't do that, so. Pretty much. Uh, They showed Star Wars Squadrons, which is also going to have squad uh, squad play. Fucking Christ. Uh, Cross-play. Cross the entire game supports VR. It's not going to be on all, all platforms, obviously, because Xbox doesn't have a VR headset. Uh, this is October 2nd. They showed gameplay. I think it looks fun. It's all first-person, in-the-cockpit mm-hmm. action. I'm excited to play it. Yeah. As for sports, they <laughs> showed off something called like Next Level, which I guess is their like new sports engine. Yeah, the sports Probably. thing they showed off was really vague and didn't really say anything. It sounded like they were talking about like this is our new like like all of our games are going to be built in this idea. Uh, okay. and they showed they showed clips from like FIFA and Madden, but really nothing substantial. And then they announced yeah. Skate Four. Yes, they they announced that they're starting. They're going yes. to no, yes. they're going to start Skate Four. Yes. So there's no and, logo or art or anything to really show. But the two guys, like it felt like the two guys got the news they were they'd be able to make it like maybe five minutes before they join the call or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's like they put the cameras in front. Like they were like, here, we're gonna have you on a call to deliver some news, and then you guys are going to. uh you know, talk about it on camera. And like, all right, what is it? You guys are going to make Skate 4. We are? (laughs) I know people, people have been wanting that for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, And then they showed really early footage of the next Battlefield game, which it was essentially just like a blank uh, map. Like there was nothing there. It was just a white space. And then like untextured models running on it. Uh, they really they showed. Yeah, they were they were showing off like what they were doing with their their engines and stuff. Uh, they talk about a bunch of companies and. They showed what I would assume is the next Dragon Age game. Yeah, it looked like Dragon Age. It looked a hell of a lot like Dragon Age. So, those are all the games that were announced this week, and hopefully, uh, we won't have as many next week. Hopefully. Uh. So yeah. Let's go over the upcoming releases and get the hell out of here. So, coming up on June 22nd, 
Azuri or Azure Azure Striker Gunvolt Two is coming to Windows. I have no idea what that is. Uh, it's like uh, it's like a Mega Man S game. Okay. The first one was on uh, 3DS, I believe. Maybe the second one's already out. I don't know. I would assume so. But Is either way, on Windows. I, yeah, if, if it's only released on Windows, the second one's already out. But uh, it's all right. It's like a Mega Man S kind of inspired game. Yeah, it says all the game's DLC is included. Okay, so yeah. Uh, also coming out on June 22nd, Kingdom Hearts Dark Road on iOS and Android, which I'll be playing. <laughs> yeah. June 23rd, Duke Nukem 3D 20th Anniversary World Tour releases on Nintendo Switch, which another Duke Nukem remaster. I guess they're porting it to the uh, Switch. I think it's already out on uh, on Steam. Uh, Little Town Hero is coming to PlayStation 4, which is the Game Freak game. Yeah, the Game Freak RPG where you oh, fight, yeah. fight with ideas and thoughts or something. Yeah. I heard the game was really bad. I don't yeah. know. I haven't played it and have any interest in it. <laughs> but, you know, coming to PS4, so someone, maybe. Will, someone new will play it, maybe. Somebody will play it. Uh, <laughs> SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated launches on June 23rd as well. Windows, yes, please. Windows, please PlayStation game. 4 and Xbox One. I, I didn't even realize it was launching so soon. But... I didn't either. I'm definitely gonna go and pre-order it because uh, I'm probably gonna play this because it's SpongeBob and I love SpongeBob. I played this game on the PS2 like forever ago and I beat it and I want to play it again and so uh, I'm going to. I really love SpongeBob. Uh, and Star Wars Episode One Racer is releasing on Nintendo Switch and PlayStation Four on June 23rd. Older game, very popular game, so cool. Wait, uh, where where did it release earlier? On um, what do you mean? I feel like this released like maybe a few weeks ago. And that, yeah, like a few weeks ago. Maybe it's it was on, on Xbox. Steam. Oh, it was maybe Steam. Uh, episode one racer. It released. Um, it doesn't say. No, well, don't worry about it. Yeah. Um. Oh, it was scheduled for May, but was delayed. Okay. Okay. Um, and then on June 24th, Ninjala is coming out on Nintendo Switch, which I don't know what this is. Um, oh, this looks like some weird shit. Um, this looks like it's... Wait. Is this just... Is this just the next Splatoon? What? <laughs> it kind of looks like Splatoon. Ninjala is some kind of team team game. It's a free-to-play multiplayer action video game. It looks interesting. Uh, and Pokemon Cafe Mix uh, releases on Nintendo Switch, Android, and iOS on June 24th. On June 25th, we have Brigand, Brigandine, The Legend of Runersia. Runersia? Something like that. Uh, uh, which sounds like the Legend of Runeterra, but it's not. <laughs> it's like a, it's like an RPG. It looks like. Oh, it looks almost okay. It almost looks like a Fire Emblemy game. It's like a strategy simulation game. All right, it's grand strategy is what it is. Interesting. Um, 
Caller X Malice releasing on the Nintendo Switch, uh, which is an anime game. It's a visual novel. Death Come True, which is an adventure game, also releasing for Nintendo Switch and iOS and Android on June 25th. And finally, on June 25th, also releasing Mr. Driller Drill Land for Windows and Nintendo Switch, which it is like, it looks like it's a, uh, I think it's a remake or a remaster of another, uh, of an older game. Could be. It looks weird. I'm definitely not going to play it, but it's a release. And that's everything. That's the show. All right, uh, Brendan, where can the folks find you on the internet? Um, I mean, if you want to follow me on my very inactive Twitter, I believe it's uh, God, I don't even remember it. <laughs> I believe it's Zodiac underscore seventy all lowercase on the Zodiac. Tyler, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Tyler Tyler Rims. That's T Y L E R T Y L E R I M S. I retweet a bunch of anime and video games and other stuff, and that's about it there. But you also find me on a podcast called Ride or Die with our mutual friend Mike, where we watch and recap episodes of Kamen Rider Double. We're about three months out from the uh, finale of the show, so that's that's going to be interesting. Find us on Twitter at uh, Rider Die Podcast. You can also find us on Anchor at anchor.fm forward slash Rider hyphen die. And you can find us on platforms like Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts and all that other stuff. Also, follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore AFK. I do a bunch of stuff, and you guys can find it on there. Uh, you guys can find the show and others on the Mark with the Movie Blog podcast feed, which can be located on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Public, Breaker, and Overcast. You guys can also follow Mark with the Movie Blog on Twitter at Movie Blog Mark. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will catch you guys next time on the Game Over screen. See ya. Bye. Game Over.